This is the tenth of Sun's Dawn, the year of Akatosh 610. These are the first days of a new year and the first episode of Tales of Tamriel in 2021. I am your host Arkanir, and as usual, I'm joined by my amazing co-host, starting with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Lotus of Doom. How's it going, Lotus? Uh, things are pretty well. How are you? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. We are also joined by the Giggle Queen herself, the joy of the show, Hyperpixie. How's it going, Pixie? Going great over here. That's always good to hear. Well, we are back after like a couple weeks of break. I think it was a couple of weeks. Yeah, Basically, it was like we took a Christmas or... break and a New Year break, and now we are back yeah. with, a, with an all new episode. And we have a lot of things to discuss. We got some exciting things to show or tell for our audio listeners and we got some updates to give but before we get into all that we gotta give a shout out to our patreon supporters as usual in this new year their continued support helps keep all of these things running and that's zymergy and solace gaming as the champions and jondar as the knight of dcn so thank you all so very much for your continued support and yeah and one behind the scenes update. Now that's uh, one thing that we mentioned quite a lot about our YouTube and why we stopped publicly uploading our Tales of Tamriel episodes to YouTube and that was because we wanted to add like curated, edited, short videos to YouTube, sort of like gameplays, build guides, highlights, things like that. And that actually started. The first video of our Untaunted run, if you remember from my tales, of Depths of Malatar hard mode with its shenanigans are up on YouTube. And there's one thing I want to mention though, is that that is a completely different content for our YouTube channel. So as far as YouTube's algorithm is concerned, it's a whole new thing. And they're like, yeah, whatever this is, we don't care. So yeah. it's going to be a while. <clears throat> on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so YouTube isn't recommending it to anyone or anything like that. So it's going to be a while until the channel gets recognized by the algorithm for the videos, that, the new videos that we are making. And one thing you all could do to help is, if you're interested, go to youtube.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork, basically our YouTube channel. There you can find the uploaded videos and check out the latest ones, see if they interest you, drop a like if you like them, and provide feedback so we can do better videos. And like, that's comment, the- subscribe. <laughs> there you go, yeah. I mean, if you haven't already, yeah, subscribe as well. And... Smash the bell thing or whatever people do. Smashing bells. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> like... Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Smash I... <laughs> that subscribe button. There it is. Like and subscribe. Uh, but yeah, so that's one way you can most definitely help because the more those videos get, get watched and get interacted with, they will... But YouTube basically considers the channel, well, starts considering the channel, okay, so this is the type of videos they are creating, and this is the audience that I can push those videos to, and sort of basically gets integrated into the algorithm. Until, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's gonna happen over time anyway, but you can make it go faster. Also, they are fun videos. At least I'd like to think so. It takes me, like, five hours to edit one of them. I, I was gonna say, faster. I, I, I was <laughs> amused. I was amused by the first one, so. The editing is hysterical. There's lots of bloopers. That's what I like the most. Yeah. No, those like, are my favorite learn. parts anyway, so. Yeah, I was going to say, it, 
We all know that nobody likes to actually see us succeed until we've failed for an excessive amount of time first. <laughs> you yeah. earn your success through brutal, brutal failure. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much how those videos are. Basically, I slapped the old failed times that in the beginning and then put the clear. Like if it's a hard mode video, for example, because that's the first one. Uh, our clear of Depths of Maltar hard mode. But uh, yeah. So we the got Art some Panic Destiny videos are also hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't have enough footage for those to make a full video yet though, because Cyberpunk released and I stopped playing Destiny. So yeah. there that's <laughs> yeah. <you> there. <laughs> I stopped all life when Cyberpunk came out. <laughs> But yeah, we are back with an all-new episode. We got things to talk about. Um, one thing Pixie hopefully will talk about. Yeah. But I'm going to tease that and... No, don't show it yet. <laughs> it's too cool. Don't let anybody see it. No. Yeah. Just gonna, Everybody stay off Twitter too. Yeah, just going <laughs> to just gonna tease, tease anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Uh, <laughs> like because I want to go into... Five minutes until we get to that. <laughs> I want to go into the... Studio Director's Letter for the year 2020, the 2020 Retrospective. And by Studio Director, we obviously mean the president of ZeniMax Online Studios, as we call him, Matt Fighter. Obviously, his real yeah. title. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, the Studio Director is just this fake title. He's the president. So, it's a, it's a one-page letter, obviously, talking about how Elder Scrolls Online and this community did in 2020. And there are some good points on it, and we are gonna read them and possibly discuss them. Greetings, ESO community. Well, we've done it. We've made it. Almost, as I type this, don't want to jinx it, to the end of 2020. All of us at ZeniMax Online Studios have been working from home since March, a huge change for us. We've managed to ride out the year safely and have overcome the difficulties posed by the entire team working remotely. We are very fortunate and thankful to have been able to make the transition to working from home and emerge at the end of 2020 with our jobs and health intact. Now, this is actually very important because switching an entire team to work from home in a very complex environment like the development of an MMORPG is a massive undertaking. And um, I know my company for example, uh, when the pandemic first started, they sort of did like a couple of weeks work from home and then tried to get everything back into the office and then did like another period of work from So they did this back and forth between work from home and the office, even though we were very against it. So kudos to the management of Elder Scrolls Online or rather ZeniMax Online Studios for committing to working from home despite all the problems and all the difficulties that came with it because there certainly were problems and difficulties with it but that's something I will commend the dedication to doing it because from personal experience I know some who did not. This was a year of contrast for Elder Scrolls Online. The number of players joining the game Playing more often and playing longer increased to a point we have on seen only once before in 2015, just after console launch. Our year-long story arc with its focus on Western Skyrim and Vampires certainly helped, 
but so did a combination of other factors, including the excitement generated by our first ever live announce show in Las Vegas last January. I'm still jealous about the fact that you two were there. <laughs> and I was here, I was here playing with the sock puppets doing a Hills Terminal show by myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not for right. saltiest episode. Not <laughs> no, I, no, it was very, very. Look, you were there with us in spirit. We even took a picture with you in the line waiting to get in. We did. It was you were wearing some gorgeous elven armor. Yep. <laughs> The, <sighs> in your service to Queen Irene, which I'm sure yep. made you so happy. Little did I know how much that picture really represented <laughs> what this show would be become. <laughs> the foreshadowing. <laughs> yep, the beginning of 2020 devolved into what we got. <laughs> Look, man, we can just... It, we, along with everything that happened to, in 2020, let's just pack it all up and throw it in the trash. It's fine. Never happened. So, the last 50 episodes does not exist. We thought that that picture was photoshopped Lotus. I know. One of our friends, but it was actually a real image of Ark. I assume that it was queen. just like a candid photo. It's like, oh, this is this is Ark on the elevator to work. And it's, yeah. <laughs> this is all happening because of Gallusner and his improving <laughs> Photoshop ability. Gallusner yeah, learned photo manipulation through making memes of me. Like yes, when he first started, it was just like of it. <laughs> yeah. When he first started, it was just like a square cut off my face, like in paint, and slapped onto whatever he was gonna slap it on. Now he's using like blending layers, opacity stuff. He's he's smooth gradient, like blending pictures together and stuff like that. He got good while memeing me. My favorite <laughs> is this. I, I mean, whatever. What what's a tales episode without getting derailed, derailed immediately? My favorite of all of them is the Valentine's Day dinner with the with guar. The guar. Yeah. <laughs> I still like all of his shield memes. Also, the shield memes uh, are oh man, those went on for a while. <laughs> for a while, I think it's I still, still happening. See them floating. I know yeah. it is still happening. As other people in the DCN network <laughs> continue to get. Just arbitrarily. Especially since Lotus and I both have the shield, and you don't have the shield. Yep. Yeah. I really... It was embarrassing how long... I wonder how long I had had that, because I never thought to look for it, because I don't ever really check the cosmetics that I unlock. I really w wish I knew. Like, when you first started looking for it, had I had it that whole time and I just had Probably. no clue? Or, or did I pick it up along the way? Like... Know, it's very strange. The very first battleground I did after Ark saying he was looking for it. Granted, it was months later because I don't do battlegrounds. Yeah. was the one that I got the shield. <laughs> the very first one. I still well, don't have it. And I, I know you still don't have All it. All I've been doing is battlegrounds. I haven't ran any challenge dungeons or anything like that. All I've been doing in ESO for the last several months have been battlegrounds. I still don't have it. It just doesn't drop. I don't know. I'll bring it up. I don't even want it anymore. I thought not you one thing have... would probably make it drop, but it's not. It just doesn't you exist. You have another tail that wasn't in your tails when you get to it, which I remember for you. I just had a And it relates move. to Zoss trolling you. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember. Trolling me again. Zoss trolling me again, because this is not the first time that it happened. Oh. <laughs> This... I just saw him type it, so now I know. Now we'll get there. The we'll get there. Zoss. Mm, we'll get Zoss. there. We'll get okay, there. if anyone from Zoss is listening to this, 
You better listen because this is very important. It's oh not going to be a positive. It's not, it's not going to be a positive rant. It's going to be a very negative rant, and it is important. Okay, I hope I hope someone from Zas is listening to this. And I support. But we are, we are going to get there in tales. We are going to get <laughs> yep. there in tales. It's. I, I have a. This didn't want to, to get overlooked. This is now a this is now a very angry episode. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought he was about to threaten someone from Zas and restarted that. Nope, oh, it's fine. No. Look, any threats made toward them are approvals by me because I totally <laughs> am on board with what they're doing to an arc. <laughs> this is, it's fine. It's fine. Right, I'm trying to find where I left the um, oh, yes, thing. Right. Because we derailed very fast there. We just, yeah, the, very quickly. The letter. We're talking about um, the letter. Last week, I said, there we go. <clears throat> um... But so did a combination of other factors, including the excitement generated by our first ever live announced show in Las Vegas last January, a tease of what was coming last December at the Game Awards, and of course, the pandemic. However, we also experienced game instability, far too many bugs, and very rough update launches. We can talk about ESO and 2020 without talking about the pandemic. Having much of the world shut down led to a huge changes in player behavior in the game far longer play sessions and far more people playing. We are very much aware that ESO is an escape for many of you, even in the best of times, but during the many months where the outside world went awry, ESO became a refuge, a place to escape the reality of our not-so-awesome situations for at least a few hours at a time. Engagement in our housing system spiked, as many of you virtually nested, so it wasn't just about the number of you playing, it was how you changed and adapt during the pandemic. We are very humbled by the amazing outpouring of thanks from the community for helping you through a very trying time, and we will endeavor to continue being your safe port in the storm. Things were not always so rosy for the ESO dev team though. We kept our aggressive development schedule that, in hindsight, might not have been the right strategy. We actually talked about this quite a few times I feel like mm -hmm. that like they probably should have cut down the number of DLCs or yep. or uh, like instead of one expansion three DLCs they could have done like one expansion one DLC and focus on stability and it's I, I'm glad to see that they are also aware of it yep. so maybe in 2021 because the pandemic is still technically going even though the vaccinations are going out and everything like that it's still right. not over so not they since they are aware that that was possibly a strategical mistake, uh, hopefully 2021 will be a much better year for Elder Scrolls Online's technical side as well. Yeah, also just to the degree of like they, you know, we've talked about them not being able to just cease production because that'll just have people sitting around doing nothing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, artists have no point to coding and stuff like that. But, um, just from like you mentioned the technical side of things it's like one side effect is each one of these dlcs that comes out the patches that come along with them usually involve some pretty substantial quality of life or mm -hmm. new systems that get implemented so it's like even if you get content but it doesn't involve like oh you know markarth you get markarth okay whether or not it has issues if it's just markarth we don't know because you can't have that scenario but it's like they overhauled 
the sticker book system along mm-hmm. with it. It's yeah. like that is a pretty <laughs> substantial change. So it's like maybe if they don't do both of those at once or something like that, like the free thing, you know, the the free updates or the quality of life things come out at different times mm. or whatever. There's a lot of different ways they could go about this that might help. Yeah. And like since they're aware of it, I think uh it will get a lot better in 2021 because like they tested the aggressive development schedule and apparently it didn't go well obviously it didn't go well so yeah i'm, I'm fairly certain they are just gonna adjust maybe we'll get a less like a little bit of less content out of it but if it's gonna increase the game stability obviously that's at least yeah, take that over in most people's opinion that we have talked to and are in contact with in the eso community Everyone agrees, as far as I can see. Yeah. So. A combination of the normal ESO content cycle, investigating, fixing long-standing issues, optimizations to improve performance on lower-power devices, and the lack of team, both development and QA, in parentheses, lack of team cohesion brought on by work from home led to a poor experience in many cases for you. The short version is that we kept our usual frantic pace, but didn't allow for the realities of working remotely. Each of our four update launches were marred with errors and problems of various types. Patches to fix those issues sometimes led to more problems. Obviously, this is unacceptable, and we will be addressing this as a team throughout 2021. You already know that the 2021 story arc is called Gates of Oblivion, and I'll leave it up to our reveal show next month to go into the specifics. But I want to highlight that in 2021, we will devote more time overall to stability and game performance and less time to new game systems with our standard content updates continuing unchanged. We will still be working from home for the foreseeable future, and I want to ensure that our 2021 updates and patches are smooth and the player experiences enjoyable. This is an ongoing process, and remember that we are usually working on updates six months or before they six on six months or more before they launch. So when we start work from home in March, we were already working on Q3 and Q4 content, which led to the issues outlined above. We now have planned for the team working remotely for roughly the first half of 2021, so the introduced fewer new systems program will continue throughout 2021. I want to give a special shout out to everyone working out ZeniMax Online. All of you in the community should know how awesome the ESO team is. Yes, we know. <laughs> it was a very, very difficult year for us, and the team made it through with a combination of humor, sometimes very dark, hard work, and <laughs> perseverance. We could never have held together as a team during this year without the many years of teamwork behind us and respect that we have for one another. Even though we were stressed sometimes to the breaking point, we made it true because it is what we do. And of course, in closing, please know that everything we do on ESO is for you, the community. Even if we occasionally fall short, we are working diligently to provide you with the fantasy virtual world that you love. Your passion for the game is truly amazing and keeps us going through the dark times. Thank you all, have a safe and peaceful holiday, and we will see you in 2021. Matt. See, I, I mean, honestly, this is, uh, we talked about how, like, yes, things go bad, but let's not hammer the developers about it. We rephrased that many times, and we mentioned it again and again. 
this is why. Like, they are aware of the issues. They are doing their best. And mm -hmm. the, these, these guys are definitely one of the best um, community-friendly developers that are out there, without a doubt. Like, I've been... In, I, I've been a developer, I've been in companies there's like that develop games. I've seen, yep. maybe not at the scale, but behind the scenes, and this much... Um, <clears throat> ah, I forgot the word. Ingenuity? In, no. Yeah. Well, uh, well basically, I mean, that... like on, uh, honesty or like someone... Integrity? No. Uh, Transparency? No. I will. We will figure this word out. We More Y letters. Uh, <laughs> it may have not started with the with that word, uh, letter. Um, someone acting as they are, like not pretending. What is the word? Oh, genuine. Yes. Thank you. There we go. There See, it go. had nothing to do with the letter. Genuinity. <laughs> yeah. Ge yeah. Uh, I'm gonna make that my word. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like you, you this much genuity, Gen whatever. You get the idea. Yeah. You get the point. Yeah, um, very genuine. Yes, they are very genuine, and that's a good thing. Thank you. Um, see, I was about to say something nice, and now it's gone. It's you get the just idea. Just like the word. Well, because you are. Yeah. yeah, you were already raged out from before, so it's just yeah, balancing yeah. out to neutral arc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, this was the this was the letter, and I really don't expect, as as the letter said, in terms of like a lot of new systems and stuff from 2021. But yep. I think game stability is gonna be something that everyone is, you know, looking forward to and is going to be very happy to receive. Like especially, if, for example, if zero deal performance increases, that's gonna be very fun for me because I can actually go back to saying what I claimed I would do, basically going for the Emperor. <laughs> but then trying to actually do it in practice, like, woof. <laughs> Not even what, I cannot cast skills in yeah. Cyril. It's just so literal. I don't know how people are playing. Maybe it's because I'm a little bit further from the European servers. Yeah, it might be that little extra on, like, people struggle, but then you push it a little further out, you have yeah. a little more... Yeah. Ping, My default thing is about like, hundred and hundred and ten. So Yeah, which is not that bad. Like Yeah, when I jump I, into Cyrodiil, it's just is deadly. So Yeah. My that Emperor claim, just we'll just ignore that for now because that's not yeah. that's not happening well, on the anytime. Burner until it's possible. Yeah. Um yeah. but that's that's just it. It's like and I I mean personally, I am fine with the systems that are already in the game, and if they can iron them out, it's like we don't I don't if you want to give me more stuff, that's great, but I would much rather have the stuff that's there working, and they're very aggressive. Content schedule, yeah, uh, new stuff is good, and that seems like that would be, you know, kind of, like, functionally okay to <clears throat> produce because you've got so many people working on it. But the um, the thing is, if they can iron out all of the previous systems so that they work... That essentially is giving people more content because now some of the content that they wouldn't do because it didn't work now would work. So you might not be getting something brand new, but now you can consistently do something with less hassle that you mm -hmm. couldn't do before, which in and of itself, I think, would help 
people as well you know some of the yeah. trifectas i just won't try because i'm like well, i don't even <laughs> want to try this because it's like i'm just going to do this until we have a perfect run and also it works at the same time yeah. and it's like that's that but if it's like we'll take that part out it just runs right it does exactly what it intends to do it's like okay well now it's totally on me as opposed to a mix of both mm -hmm. that to me would open a lot of challenges that i would start trying to do you know so yeah i mean it is well like as i said they are aware of the issue that the schedule like update schedule was a bit rough for this given situation so in 2021 i'm fairly certain that uh, things are gonna get a lot better for ESO, and it's gonna be one hell of a year also because oblivion is the best game and we are going uh, back to wait, 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 what, what, was, what was that last bit? I'm losing Lotus. So apparently Lotus just disconnected from the call. I still need to play Oblivion. It is my favorite soundtrack. That, is, yeah, that too. It, it, it is finally yeah. going back and like actually... Like, at least trying to finish the uh, main quest. And also the Dark Brotherhood quest, which you guys keep telling me is just amazing. Oh, Oblivion's Dark Brotherhood oh, yeah. quest was Oblivion's Dark Brotherhood amazing. Is where it's at. Like, mm -hmm. it's spoil. It, it's, it, was, it was a spoiling quest line. It's, it was so which good. Is, which is crazy because the Dark Brotherhood quest lines, I, as somebody who, like, is in the huge minority of not even liking the Dark Brotherhood, like, I generally don't like that guild very much, and it's really funny because I'm always like, their quests are so good, and that is definitely the pinnacle of them. Mm. Like, <laughs> and so why is Ag saying in chat saying? Oh, Ag can't stand terrible? Oblivion. <laughs> why? Um, so here, the okay, looking at it objectively from observation, like this is my observation for from talking to a lot of people about their favorite Elder Scrolls game. Uh, if someone played Elder Scrolls Morrowind for the first time, Morrowind is their favorite game, Oblivion sucks. If someone played Oblivion for the first time as an Elder Scrolls game, Oblivion is the best, Morrowind sucks, or Skyrim is, yeah, you know. If someone yeah. played Skyrim for the first time, Skyrim is generally the best, Oblivion and Morrowind are good, because they, the people who played Skyrim for the first time generally don't insult the other games, <laughs> but they are like, well, they are clunky and old. So I played Oblivion for the first time. Oblivion is the best Elder Scrolls game. I will fight everyone for it. Ag played Morrowind for the first time as the as the Elder Scrolls, first Elder Scrolls game. And he will fight everyone about Morrowind being the best Elder Scrolls game. And Oblivion is a potato. So, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. I am from the Morrowind camp because Morrowind was the first one. Morrowind is my favorite one. Um, but I will not try to tell anybody that Morrowind is not clunky as hell. Because <laughs> people, I mean, we talked about it on, uh, what is it? Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots tried playing it. And he was like, I took about 30 swings at a rat, missed every time, and it bit me to death. And he was like, all right, I guess I'm done with this game. <laughs> and I quit. Yeah. And I'm like, that's definitely a thing. Yeah, the, the appearance, the art style to Oblivion is a turnoff to many. It is a ton of lens flare. Mm. Um, it's very pastel. Like, it almost looks like a watercolor painting, the art style. And the 
goofy bit that it gets ragged on the most is people are literally potato faces. Like everyone's face is <laughs> yeah. incredibly potato like. So it's I that, mean, those, in 2006, yeah. a lot of the games had potato faces. Oh, it's very so... much a product of 2006. <laughs> like, you can tell, like, it, when it came out, especially the one I always I mean, actually, say. hold on, hold on. I want to rephrase. Yeah. Crisis, the first Crisis, I think, if I remember correctly, released around the same time as Elder Scrolls Oblivion. And oh, yeah, really? there, there is that. There, there, there is, is that. that. But looking the, at the RPGs of like? 2006. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I know the meme, like, can it run Crisis or whatever. But, like, oh, I, yeah. I never played Crisis, so I don't know what this game actually looks like. Uh, for it pretty? Uh, so, well, now it looks like ass, but for the actually, time. Actually, no. Have you checked a Crisis, original Crisis video recently? Oh, so, the environments look gorgeous. I think people in that game... Oh yeah, Look people like are they still have robotic potato. skeletons from yeah, hell. Yeah, but basically, <laughs> but the, no, the thing with Crisis was that the scenery's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, so Crytek created CryEngine, and then they were like, "Well, we created a new engine. Now we need a game to showcase it." And they basically created Crisis, and for 2006, for its time, Crisis was an insanely oh, looking wow. game, and it was actually well optimized. Um, okay, and then I'm they did... looking at this now, and yeah. it is very pretty for 2000. Yeah, the environments are still gorgeous. <laughs> and then they did Crisis 2 and 3, and they were also, for their time, with the reflections and everything, very gorgeous games. But this time, they were so resource-demanding, it basically became a benchmark game. Like, the Crisis 3 wasn't good as a game. Crisis 3 was as a game, I was like, eh. But... It turned oh, into a benchmark software, basically, because people would literally benchmark using Crisis. Yeah. Well, so I've played all three of them. Man, now it's turning into it. Last, last time we recorded, it was the Cyberpunk cast. Now it's the Crisis cast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I liked I liked Crisis. Um, I, I liked the first one a lot. The second one, I was like, the setting is really bizarre and the story doesn't, isn't, good uh, in my opinion at all i was just like what is happening i don't like any of these characters and then crisis 3 i remember the night we got well i didn't get it one of my friends got it and if you pre-ordered the game you were given a bow and arrow that was a uh. one-shot uh weapon in multiplayer so everybody in multiplayer that pre-ordered the game basically had the level 50 unlock to start and they would just spawn pin the anybody who didn't pre-order the game into the corner <laughs> and just team like just obliterate them until they hit score cap i'm like this is terrible yeah. <laughs> and that's my only remembrance of the third one crisis story games were okay crisis multiplayer was a disaster crisis <laughs> is just a benchmark game that was showcasing yeah. CryEngine. That's basically the summary of it. So, yeah, like Oblivion and Crisis, they released around the same time. But, yeah. How did we get here? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. My, right. My pull up, pull up. My Elder Scrolls game was, a, was Morrowind, actually. Uh, Grand, it was a friend's copy of Morrowind, so I didn't get to play it much. I played it enough to see the Telvanni mushroom houses mm -hmm. and think that those were just the coolest freaking things ever. And, and the Wondrous Guar. So I never, I don't remember running into a guar. I feel like I would have remembered that, but I just saw <laughs> mushrooms, and I remember waking up and telling my friend who like had loaned me the game. I was like, 
oh my god, have you found the mushroom houses yet? And he's like, no, did you save? I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> and he's like, well, now I have to go find these mushroom houses. And that was just like the whole thing that I remember from the first time I played Morrowind. And then I went, I didn't play Oblivion at, at that time, whenever it came out, because I didn't have an Xbox yet. And I got an Xbox right before Skyrim launched. Then I got Skyrim close to launch. And then I went back and started to play Oblivion. Didn't get very far with it because it was like really different from Skyrim. I was like, yeah, these mechanics are, are just weird. Like leveling is weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Go and going back to the games like is, is very difficult. Yes. And so then I also got it. So not too, too long ago, I guess like a year. God, is it? It's been over two years now because I still have my old laptop. Um, GOG actually got the older Elder Scrolls games, so Oblivion was one of them, on um, their platform. So I bought it through GOG because it was like on sale and everything. And before I bought that, I actually got Arena and Daggerfall included with it. And uh, so I, I have Oblivion there. I played about 20 hours. So, like, I, I know the potato phases and stuff, <laughs> but a lot of my time in that game has just been Mage's Guild. I haven't really done anything outside of the Mage's Guild quests. I haven't done much of the main quest at all. Mm -hmm. I haven't done the Thieves Guild or the Dark Brotherhood, which apparently those, like, the, the Dark Brotherhood was apparently amazing. So I have to go back and play that. Oh, yeah. So, and, and because of this whole Gates of Oblivion thing we're going on, and since, like, Rich was a producer on Oblivion. Yep. I, I feel like I need to go back and actually play that game. So I'm I'm planning to go back and. and I would at least Oblivion. play the main quest. Like. Yeah, yeah the main quest is pretty decent. And like I I always get sucked into Elder Scrolls games whenever I play them. With Oblivion in particular, I found that so that 20 hours that I got was on my old laptop, and Oblivion was like the only game I could run on my old laptop. Mm. So. Uh, I I got that whole 20 hours on that, and then once I got my PC, I was like, nope, it's time to play <laughs> ESO. And so trying not to, to, like, immediately abandon Oblivion for one of the prettier games, I guess, is, is my problem. But then again, like, I can play N64 Zelda and have a freaking blast, so I think the potato phases I can deal with. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to play it. I, I will probably replay it before Gates of Oblivion hits as well. Or at least start replaying it, because I'm fairly certain there's going to be a lot of references that I'm not going to remember, because it's been, like, I mentioned this before, when I played Oblivion, it was years ago, and my English wasn't as this right now, so I didn't understand a lot of things, I suppose. So, we should all start a replay of Oblivion. So, it's it. funny... Um, we had mentioned the Dark Brotherhood, and uh, SD actually mentioned in chat what I wanted to bring up. The Shivering Isles expansion is See, awesome. See, that's the that's the one I never played because yeah, that is that is back so back then good. I didn't know like DLCs were a thing. Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't know DLCs existed as a concept. So... I'm not sure they'll do it this year now that they're uh, owned by Microsoft, but I do enjoy also. That they got, uh, there's always the running joke of the horse armor, because uh, mm. it was like the first console <laughs> oh. DLC. And uh, one thing that they've done, I'm pretty sure it's documented on the uh, unofficial Elder Scrolls pages where you could look up. I think they've done it every year, but I know they've done it. I just don't know if it's a yearly thing. <laughs> As an April Fool's joke, they just double the price of horse armor that everybody hates because they said it was too expensive. And for whatever reason, it sells insane amounts. 
<laughs> it's like people don't believe them. They're like, there's no way they increase the price. So then they like purchase it to test it. And it just charges them twice as much. I'm like, what? What? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know that meme with that the going like, to charge you that much. With the stock market in the back, stonks and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just them stonks. <laughs> Horse armor stonks are an all time high. Like I have the game of the year edition and everything, so I have all of the DLC. I've not touched any of the DLC, except for so there's this one. Like, there's some house that I got from a DLC that's some mage's tower. I've played with that because, of course, housing. But, yeah, I, that's that's really the only thing I've done that is a DLC thing. So I, I do really want to go back and experience that. I have heard that it is an incredible story from start to finish. Uh, need to learn more about Dagon and the cultists and all that good stuff. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think the Mythic Dawn's a pretty cool cult, too. <laughs> When you say when you mentioned why. Dagon, it just reminded me of Sarah's. The episode is called What Now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, that was. I'm I'm glad we named that episode that. Yeah. That that sparked some fun. I could not fun, stop fun laughing. <laughs> the episode is called What Now? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what this one is gonna be. <laughs> we could just like do parts of Dagon until the release. Right, yeah, just name individual parts. <laughs> Dagon's biceps. Dagon's abs. <laughs> Alright, let's not go further down. Um, yep. Explicit <laughs> tagging coming. No. <laughs> oh, well, we were talking about, right, favorite Elder Scrolls games. So, yeah, that's that's my, that's my like, observation. Uh, basically, just whoever, everyone just favorites the first Elder Scrolls games they played. I played more of it like 55 hours a couple years back after um, after some pressure from Ophelia and I must say it was an amazing like for all of its stupid things Morrowind is a fantastic game. Old school fantastic but fantastic. I had a lot of fun. It was just torture but I could I lasted 50 55 hours because it's it's so rough. It it yeah, that's no. Like I was I I wouldn't count myself super casual, but I also don't want to try to figure out where a cave is when my direction is like somewhere, you know. It's <laughs> so I want to go back and play that one too. But I know that they're working on Skywind. I don't know what the progress on it is. It might be finished. Oh by my now. god! I don't yeah. Know. So, like, I was talking about this actually this morning with Pylon, saying like, you know, I'd really like to go back and play that game. It seems really cool, but at the same time, why would I play that whenever they're coming out with a mod that like essentially takes Skyrim and like plops all those niceties into Morrowind? Because I, I really just want to see the story. So maybe I'll watch a Let's Play. I, I'm really just interested in the story of that game. Because I remember trying to hit a bug. Because after I borrowed... So I played it whenever I was nine and found the, the, the mushrooms. And then I tried to play it again whenever I was like 13. And I swung at like this white bug like larva thing. And it just kept saying, miss, miss, miss. So there I is... walked into a town and immediately got pissed off. 
there's one way to play Morrowind, and actually a lot of people suggest playing it that way now. Uh, there's a mod called, I don't know, some like sure hit, or I don't remember the name, but basically 100% hit chance all the time. So basically the only thing that the mod changes is makes it, gets rid of that uh, DND type dice roll combat roll system. Hit. Yeah. yeah, it basically makes all of your hits actually connect. And that's actually, if you are going to play more of it now, um, that's the way to do it without yeah. throwing yourself into absolute suffering and frustration. I didn't do it because I was like, I'm going to play this vanilla. It was a very terrible idea. Don't do it. Uh, so, it's like I have the game. Yeah, there are two mods fair, that I would recommend. One makes it widescreen because the game is not widescreen, but it's a bit wonky. It might not work. The other one is 100% hit chance. So with those yeah. two mods, the game is actually uh, a lot more... Well, even ignore the widescreen one, but 100% hit chance, that makes it a lot of lot better. Yeah, it's a world of difference. Because so otherwise after, you need to get so far along before you can actually consistently hit anything. After I finish Oblivion, you guys are going to have to remind me about that, and you're also going to have to tell me how to like get that mod set up. Because I'm used yeah, to... like. Sure. Easy Skyrim console level mods where it's just like, oh, click on the mod you would like and it's suddenly <laughs> installed and your game works. That's all I know. I never actually had to use, uh, what's it called? Um, Nexus? Oh, yeah, yeah. That. So I, I don't know how to mod games. I'm clueless. Just treat me like a console gamer and. Hey. <laughs> hey. So I still play on consoles. It's okay. <laughs> I'll take my mods elsewhere. <laughs> the floor that Sony I allows us to have. <laughs> about Sky Oblivion. Or Skywind. I don't remember which one. I remember reading on Twitter because I follow the developer on Twitter. I can't remember his name. Um, uh, yeah, you're looking at Rebel I think they wrapped up for one of them the beta 1.0. I remember something mm. like that. I'm trying to find that, but... I'm, I can't. Yeah, it's been coming along. It's The thing is, it's such an ambitious project, and it's totally volunteer-based. Isn't that so since, like, like, 2013? They're, they're developing it, like, for seven, yeah. eight years, I think. Yeah. So yep. that... that it's, it looks gorgeous. I'm just trying to find the thing that I remember about it, because I do remember... So it was something, like... Okay, we wrapped up the you know 1.0 beta. Now we want to test and make sure up until this point everything is working, something along those lines. But I probably so if, read it while I was about to fall asleep. So now it's like, am I remembering this correctly? Lost the annals of time. Yeah. Am I Skywind on up? their FAQ? It says, "How much have you done so far? Is there any estimate for a release date?" And it says, "We're keeping our release targets private for now, and it's not possible to give a useful completion percentage." With the community project such as this, progress often comes at an irregular rate and is hard to predict. Providing even an approximate estimated date wouldn't help, won't help us deliver Skywind and will result in disappointment if it, we're delayed. It'll be done when it's done. Currently, we've been experiencing a steady level of activity in several key sectors that has benefited the project immensely. When we have a release date, we will notify our fans via our various social media pages and Discord. If you would like to help accelerate the development of Skywind, Skywind, we would love to have any qualified volunteers come on board. Please see our volunteer page, and if you believe you have the passion and aptitude to learn and help, 
Did I dream this information? What? <laughs> there is a chance. I mean, that was Skywind. Maybe you were thinking Sky Oblivion. It was probably Sky Oblivion, but again, I'm I'm looking through Sky Oblivion things and I couldn't find any info regarding that either. Maybe I just dreamed it. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> Sky Oblivion, Beta's 0, 1.0. It's done. And then I woke Slaps up. is Slaps is quoting, it's done when it's done, and that makes me remember back to the 2013 original title, or original trailer for Cyberpunk 2077, where at the end it says, it's coming when it's ready. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would also like to, so, it's done when it's done, also Slaps following <laughs> CD Projekt Red. Why, though? <laughs> you know, I was thinking, okay, Last tangent on cyberpunk that I'm gonna make, but I just need to think of- I need to say it before I forget. I was thinking about Witcher 3. Yeah. And I know a lot of the complaints about cyberpunk is the AI. Tell me... AI pathing in Witcher 3. Most of them didn't fucking move. I- so... I haven't I beaten Witcher I would tell Witcher you if I had yet. played Witcher 3. Yeah, you haven't played you Witcher 3. To. I'm playing through Witcher 3. Like, I haven't finished it yet. But, um, I, yeah, the AI seems... Like they just kind of well, jump around like generic enemies. But I heard the Witcher 3 launched pretty rough as well. But I didn't play it at launch, so I can't... I did. ...confirm that. They just kind of hanging out or Look, whatever. There's no such and, thing like, as a AAA game releasing without issues. The change happens well, what you expect big. from it. Like, if yeah. we if we didn't expect much from Cyberpunk and the game released as it is and we played through that main story, it would be like, wow, okay, this yes. was the best game ever. But we were expecting the perfect game from CDPR because it's CDPR, right. they make great games and they hyped Cyberpunk for like eight years. Um, yes. And even though the story and everything is amazing, the game has issues and that didn't live up to the standards, which is, I believe, is one of the main reasons, like... Uh, Valve never cr decided to create Half-Life 3 because they probably thought, okay, you know what? Whatever we do with Half-Life 3, it will never, ever, regardless of how much money or time we throw at it, it will never hit the community's, you know, expectations. It's just going to flop. And so gamers, quit being bastards and just enjoy the game for what it is. <laughs> I mean, see, well, that's... what they needed to I do was just on. skip last gen. Like... Yeah, yeah, that's... That, that's that's, oh, yeah. that I, that's what I the agree. problem was. Just... Yes, I've I know. There's many, many people available. Like, that is a huge pool of players that you cannot market to. But... This did them no favors in uh, the end. So the, the, like, the problem is CDPR handled it very bad, so... If they had well, said, okay, the game, yeah, if, if they had just said, okay, the game doesn't run on last-gen console, so we are going to release yep. on PC, yes. Here's the PC, because it works, sort of. Um, get the PC, we are going to delay the console, or the last-gen version, couple months, whatever, how long they need. That would have been fine. What CDPR did was they tried to keep it on the wraps. That was their problem. Like, yeah, that was not a good hey, look. Hey, yeah, sure, it works. Let's put it on the stores. Let's go. And they yeah. sort of got what they deserved in that sense because don't do that. Don't try to don't try to trick people into buying a game that does not function. So yeah. if you do that, you deserve losing 30% of your stock market value. That's it is how it is. 
is that the, the problem? Is that the, is that the problem of developers? No, that's the problem of the management. So leave the developers alone, let them do their thing, yeah. and um, go after the management. <laughs> At the same time, I do. I have talked to some people who have like base PS4s and base Xbox Ones who are like the game is fine. Occasionally, we'll have a missing texture. That's the thing. I don't understand. It, it's, it's it is very unstable. I mean, we it, seem to have a good build on PC. But I like, have friends with more powerful PCs than I have, unable to play on PC. This is yeah, they tried uninstalling and reinstalling. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> why it's so different. Like I've well, that, that's what I'm saying. Out. Like I something is like uninstall and reinstall the game. Well, like that. I mean, I had told you guys because I, I I generally haven't been too interested in the game, but like a lot of my friends obviously were, and I've had some people be. Yeah, it's whatever. It just looks like a crappy version of what the PC version looks like. And then I have people on the PC, uh, <laughs> including like someone who's playing on the PS5, and they're like, I actually had to get a refund because it literally won't work. I can't complete yeah. quests because the game falls apart. And I'm like <laughs> falling through the world and nothing loads. He's like, I, I'm literally playing on a next-gen console and I can't get the game to work. And I'm like, what? I... It, it's so erratic. Like, some people seem like it's fine. Other people, it's like my system is exploding. I'm like, that is... Yeesh. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Talk about trying to narrow down a problem when people are just like, all right, so we cut up all this paper and threw it around the room. Now <laughs> yeah. you got to find the ones with the little dot on them. Those are the <laughs> ones that are broken and fix it. <laughs> like, ugh. So like, Chad is discussing whether CDPR will be sold or shut down or anything like that. No, I don't think it will be no, shut down and I don't fine. think it will they be sold. God. But uh, yeah. here's the thing. From what I heard, obviously, I didn't look into it. I didn't research it. It just came up during a discussion. And this is what I heard from a friend who generally just spends a lot of time researching these things. Mm -hmm. um, apparently after Witcher 3, a lot of the core development team quit already. So CDPR was already not CDPR, or CDPR was already not the same when Cyberpunk got into a heavy development cycle and got released. So Ugh, if that is, is true, if that is true, CDPR is already not CDPR as you know it from Witcher series. So yeah, uh, whatever. So this is, a, this is a, man, we are in all directions after returning this yeah. year. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So, Witchercast. Cyberpunk land. Yeah. The, um, there's actually a really great documentary. Um, I feel like it might be Noclip um, that talks about uh, The Witcher. Um, and they basically hemorrhage their entire staff after every yeah. game. Um, oh, and I it's, see. Because most of them, and unfortunately, it's, again, I don't follow this. I just thought it was an interesting documentary. If it's the one I'm thinking of, most of what they documented was they are overworked to the point that a lot of the people just quit the industry and they have to restaff the entire team. Uh, see, here's the thing. Um, so it's like, it's, and then a, you get okay. a new team, which is good or bad at what they do. So it's like, I don't know. And Among game developers, there's a common concept about working at AAA. A lot of people don't want it because they know they are going to be all yeah, worked to hell. It's but a the lot thing of is, work. The, so the people, so the reason you try to get into AAA most of the time for game developers is you get overworked to hell for one year or maybe a couple of years. 
Yeah, a couple of years. You, uh, you quit. Depending on how ambitious. <laughs> the entire industry is open to you from then on. You can start your own company. You can hire right, people just using that name. Like, you know how, you know, a new company gets formed, a new game is about to release, and the advertisement is from the veterans of GTA Five, no, no. Or from the veterans of this, from from veterans that worked with like Rockstar Games or Bethesda Games. Those are the people that quit and started their own thing. But they now have that name of AAA behind their, you know, they have the brand. So that's generally what people do. They go into AAA, crunch for a year or two, and um, then they can just use that experience and that name, that branding to move on to wherever they want to go, basically. But ukulele, because I heard that the developers of Banjo-Kazooie made it. Yep. That's the whole reason I bought that game. And the whole reason I did not go into game development, and I did go into web development, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I knew I wanted, to be a, I wanted to get into coding, but I decided that I didn't want to work my ass off for overtime hours for no extra pay. And that would be a not fun time. So I went into web development and I have a great time solving <laughs> stupid ass. I, I mean, <laughs> you sound so happy. That's, that's the thing. It's like, as somebody who, my, my opinion of coding in general sounds like one of my worst nightmares. My opinions on it are pretty, pretty much just like, look, it's, this is just, what I understand of it, because it's like, oh, man, I've done very little coding. And every time I've done it, I was like, well, not doing this anymore. We're all done here. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard nope. <laughs> yeah, but Pixie is right. It's it's getting better as a, in general because people are, have been drawing a lot of lot more attention to the, you know, unpaid crunch and everything like that in, in the game industry. And it is getting better from the stories I'm hearing, but it's definitely... Yeah. It's it's expected. Like so, it the management sees game development management as in general, like the people who are not the developers. And by developers, I don't just mean the coders, but I also mean the artists, the um, community yeah. team, basically everyone that is making the game, and not calling the shots. Right. Um, and there's there's this misconception that okay game developers are you know passionate you know they want to do this they, this is their passion they they enjoy this and uh, that's that ends up being as people expecting you to work late hours because you know you enjoy it right I mean it's yeah. 10 p.m. in the office but you're making a game wow it's it's your dream so and and the more you do it because sometimes you do it as well because you enjoy it. And it's like, okay, you know what? I'm working on a feature. I'm working on a task. I'll finish this and get it ready for tomorrow because most of us do enjoy what we do. Uh, so you stay without anyone asking you to for a few more hours in the office and complete the task because you wanted to. But then the next day you want to go home, but because you did it, uh, did it without anyone asking before, it is now expected of you. And now yeah. when you go there, like, well, you know, you used to work very hard, but now you are, you sort of lack motivation now. And like, no, I am working as I should be now. I just used to work extra before. So 
that so we also shoot ourselves in the foot as well with that concept like you just that's why in my last few last couple months at the company that i was working for i was just i i kept urging the team to not do um unasked like not to overtime without getting asked because we would do a meeting and someone would be like oh yeah i finished that over the weekend and i was like why why did you finish that over the weekend you're not gonna get paid <laughs> They're gonna expect you to finish stuff over the weekend from now on. Just don't do it. Don't don't finish stuff over the weekend unless it's like absolutely crucial. You know, the game is going up in flames, then of course you do it, but yeah. It's... So that actually <laughs> carries over into web dev too. So my old team lead quit, and whenever he quit, I was promoted to team lead. But I remember whenever he was my lead, he I would always like I, I was a tryhard and like I will, I want to impress the company and I'm gonna do good at my job and I love my job and I can do this, and I'd get like so like tunnel vision on this feature I was trying to implement. I'm like I know I can do it. I just need another hour, and, or I'd I'd tell him like Hey man, if something breaks over the weekend, call me. I'll fix it. And he would stop me and be like No, I'm not gonna do that. Once you're off work at three o'clock. You are off work. I am not going to call you. I'm not going to text you. I'm not going to message you on Slack. It's just not going to happen. He said, because if I do that, then the boss is going to start expecting you to do it every single day. I'm not doing that to my team. And so now that I'm team lead, I keep saying the same exact thing. Like, you will not work on the weekend. I am not okay with this. Just go home. Enjoy your time off. That's what you're here for because like I've, I've worked at the company four years now. I know what burnout feels like. I know what led to my burnout and you don't want that from your employees at all. And it's, it's completely how it happens. You know, the employees like, yes, I love my job. I want to do this. And they do it for a while and they burn themselves out and then your job yeah. sucks. And it's so <laughs> hard to pull yourself out of that burnout once it happens. So I, I get it. I, yeah, I it, really it, it, it applies to all development, honestly. It's not just game, mm. though. It, unless, unless the company is very corporate, because then they have, like, very, like a bank, for example. They come with, at least here, stupid level of structure. So there's less, like, uh, unpaid or at least stuff. But, yeah, development in general tends to be like this so go easy on our beloved elder scrolls online developers folks yeah to tie say, it back to the whole <laughs> and with that that's our 2020 retrospective yeah that's, elder yeah. scrolls online we do our start stop continue and and we've got the whole sprint cycle all planned out there we go we did it for you zoss you're welcome three hour meeting saved <laughs> so um pixie you have received something from Zas. So yes, I think it's time to show and tell all the good stuff. Woo! So I received a letter from Lyrinth. You know, the little, not little, she's taller than I am. The Dramora in Cold Harbor during the main quest line. Apparently mm -hmm. she pops up in Shadowfen too, but I don't remember that storyline. Because that's Ebonheart Pact. Believe it's in the public dungeon. Oh, okay. She she that... she pops up in several places in the game, and I love her because she's like Abnortarn. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> a huge douche. Yeah, I really like <laughs> I her, her 
the whole Dramora like triple voice over thing just mm. is really cool to me. So I just like listening to her talk. Mm-hmm. And so like I read this whole thing in her voice, which clearly I can't do for you over this microphone. Yeah, yeah. I don't know my voice. I can try to that. make it so in the editing. Oh, just a fair warning to everyone. The voice might become very weird if I decide to try this. Oh man, please do. Please do. So first of all, there is a little symbol at the bottom of the letter. I have no freaking clue what that is. I just want to get that out there. It says, little mortal, the, clo- the coin included with this letter is one of three such discs that hold some significance to the order of the waking flame. The cultist I acquired it from has no further need of it, and it may assist us in the near future. Study the coin, for I believe there may be a clue to the cult's activities hidden in its etched surfaces. In due time, I will summon you. Things are about to occur, and I will require a mortal's touch. Be ready. Lyrant. So there you go. Flames wake. With the order of the waking flame, which is not. I don't it think doesn't it sounds anything like the the what's it called? Um, <clears throat> mythic dawn. The mythic dawn. Thing. Yeah. But if you look at the coin included, sorry, audio listeners, I'm gonna try yeah. to. <laughs> that's the mythic dawn's logo or close to it, from my it, understanding. It is. It's very similar. It's just. The flames are a little less controlled than the Mythic Dawn one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little more flamey on your coin than what the Mythic Dawn symbol looks like. Okay. Then, I've... okay. It, it says in the letter that there's three different coins. We've seen two of them. I have one of the two. This is the one I have. I saw a goat one floating around. This one, UESP called the Weird Bug Head. I don't know if I'm holding this upside down or not. So it might be actually this way. It doesn't look any more like a bug this, but maybe a little bit more like a bug now that I'm really looking at it. Yeah, I guess it's just, I mean, it's as bug-like as the bottom of the letter is like that kind of looks bug-like too, I suppose. So what I see whenever I hold it, what I believe is right side up. So, okay, here, I, I need like an actual like quarter or something to figure <laughs> out how coins work, apparently. Because I <laughs> his coins are hard. like upside down from mine. So if you look, Mythic Dawn, if I flip it vertically here, that's how I thought coins work. But then I saw that some people had Mythic Dawn side and then flipped it this way as if you were flipping a coin and that's how they posted it i would I don't not know which way is right side up i would not i would have turned it if i was yeah i would have turned it. it as well yeah okay. I, I i would not flip it like that i would turn it if i were to... i've been questioning my whole reality since i saw somebody <laughs> the opposite way that i had so yeah Actually, hold I, on. i'm I, glad can, i'm not the only one well, we can't answer this question oh, there's a whole a bunch of collectible coins we have hold on one of them oh wait oh shit, yeah Five of them behind me. Yeah, hold wow. on. Five points for Ark. <laughs> this immediately solves it. So, I've been looking at this. It has been decoded. I need to pull up the thing to read it. So, there have been many, many theories. Let's go to twitter.com slash UESP. I think it's UESP net. Yeah. UESP underscore net on Twitter. Okay, so I have here the Solitude coin. And it only makes sense when you turn it. Okay. Because that, if yeah. you 
if you flip it, Swagrim is upside down. That makes me yeah. feel better. Okay. And so I it must the, be a turn. Another confirmation. I have the Dark Heart of Skyrim coin um, with Lady Thorn on it. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, <laughs> Where the hell is that from? Thing. Look, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, don't worry about it? Don't I've never seen that one. Do you gotta share I, it with us? Yeah, go 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 to the Bethesda store. I don't think they're sold out of them. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yep. I didn't know that was a uh, thing. I know. They, I, I've got some. I'll show you later. I got some weird coins that a lot of people don't. <laughs> we'll do Lotus a show is in the sometime. back just forging his own coins like yeah i'm making my own coins it's like yeah man, goblin. Just, uh, it's it's just lady thorn's feet just like the eso fan has always wanted uh <laughs> so if you have this and you turn it that's where you get the gray more top oh there so, you go. Like, yeah it, it's gotta again, be a turn yeah it, it would okay. be a turn so that makes me feel better yeah i haven't lost my damn mind yeah no no you have not lost your mind Okay, so UESP has done me the favor of translating this for us. So the Apparently I'm also very phase. suspect because of this coin. <laughs> <laughs> the I know, hold on. I'm sorry three. for cutting you off, Bitsy, but I know it's what okay. happened to Lotus with all the coins. <laughs> After farming those treasure goblin treasure scamps in the Imperial City for several days, he turned into one. <laughs> he is now just hoarding coins as a treasure goblin. And is being hunted. That's why he was running the 5k on treadmill as well. He's training himself to run away from other farmers. Yeah. Yep. You couldn't see the burlap sack full of coins that I had <laughs> while I was running. <laughs> All right. Yes. Jingle, translation. Jingle, jingle. Sorry. Uh, so the dawn face reads the, the top of it says Mayrune's Dagon, and the bottom says destruction, change, ambition. And the the quote-unquote weird bug face reads, ambition, one, power on the top, and strength, honor, revolution on the bottom. Now, UESP also mentioned, they, they saw a start answer uh, from the stream team uh, post hers. She has a, it, so the, the dawn face is the same, but the back is a goat's head. And that one's like really clear. It's not like where you have to like squint and like tilt your head to figure out what the hell this one is. Cause I still don't see a bug. I'm trying really hard to see a bug. To me, it looks like the Thieves Guild logo with some cool stuff around it. I don't know. It's really cool looking. I just don't know what it is. Um, Honestly, so, the so Dagon is the closest Daedra to like the classic biblical satanic. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the like, goat made sense. Like the, the, yes. Yeah. So, uh, it, it goat makes sense and a bug. I, I just can't see how a bug and Dagon would it's be a bug. related. Yeah. So, like, there's, I, I, I would say it's a goat or it's just straight up Dagon's face, which yeah, is, again, be. sort of would, would fit into that depiction of satanic goat figure since he is kind of like that. Like, if, if you look at it, like, the center kind of reminds me of the Thieves Guild logo. I know that's not, that's just a coincidence, but that's just what my mm. brain goes to. So, like, there's all this, like, lattice stuff in front of it, but the, the center underneath looks like the Thieves Guild logo. Um, and there's, like, two little horns on the side. Honestly, you never know how they tie things up, so it's like... I mean, that's the only thing I see, like, oh, right away. I can't see yeah. Bug. But it is a really cool symbol. And so 
there's a few things here. So the goat face reads, again, the, the face is the same. The tail side reads, the top says ambitions, knowledge, freedom. The bottom says wisdom, energy, adventure. Um, then apparently they have put it together. There's three coins and there are three clans in service to clan Dagon. The Shardai, oh. Zivili, yes. and Dramora. The Shardai, I'm, I'm reading word for word from UESP Net's Twitter, so if you want to go follow them, it mm. is UESP underscore net on Twitter. Um, so Shardai is the vital but impulsive and undisciplined element of the destructive principle. Zivili, the ambitious, so remember, mine said ambition twice mm. on it, so I'm guessing mine is a Zivili coin, if this is if this is correct, but overreaching an imprudent side of destruction. The clan Dramora is the principle of destruction as evolution, aspiring to arts and powers of ever-increasing potency and aesthetic refinement. So, sound like, sounds like there might be something that we're going to learn more about Daedra in general. The different types of lesser Daedra, so the Dramora, the Zivelli and the Sh Shardai. I'm butchering these pronunciations. No, that's fine. <laughs> I, so, since we've been doing all sorts of cross-branding with stuff, um, we actually get substantially into this on uh, the Elder Scrolls Lorecast from this week's episode. So Makes we sense. go through the clans and everything like that, um, kind of touching on each of them with it. And I'm sure that I butchered all of the names just <laughs> as much. <laughs> so don't that feel bad. Feel so so to go deeper now this is going over to twitter.com slash tes benefactor remember how when i just read that letter it says the etchings on the coin will provide clues if you look at the at the tail's face sorry audio listeners god i can't even get my camera to focus on it there's some little dots on the outer ring of this circle. So under the weird bug face, there's some dots that like at first you're like, oh, it's it's supposed to be, it's supposed to look like a handmade coin. Of course, there's going to be irregularities, but if you look at these dots, they suddenly look out of place where you really study the coin. Tess Benefactor has matched up these dots with the Mysterium Xarxes, which was written by Mayrunes Dagon. Oh. And because there are some Daedric symbols within the, like, circle area of the Mysterium Xarxes. And apparently, they can correspond to the, the points on the coins. And I didn't have enough time to dig too far into this because I've been actively moving. So I'm going to link it, it to says, you guys. Gwars are evil. Like, no, none of that. No. Yes, also, three dots. I know three dots on the the Zibidin Dagadin book says <laughs> says Guars are evil. Okay, that's what it no, says. No, no, none of that. I know. I was gonna say, benefactor is a great person and would never push that slander to the world. <laughs> that's I don't know. That's... Apparently, <laughs> the letters are in in. D-O-I-V-V-E-D. What? What? I what was the first I don't thing? know what the hell that spelled. N-N. Yeah. D-O-I-V-V-E-D. 
They're thinking it is some kind of Guars anagram. Are yeah, this is evil. Not no. how you spell that. <laughs> so test benefactor says I'm under the assumption right now that it could be an anagram that sequence of letters are the letters the dots correspond to on the goat coin. Surprisingly close to the nin the nine dava and the goat mentioned in the crown store item. So I'm gonna go to the crown store item. Buy more goats. <laughs> it's the fall that... Oh! Oh man! It goes deeper. So if you read the description of this goat, the Nine Dava Sacred Goat is available in the Dwarven Crown Crates as an epic level reward. Its default name is Hercene. Mm. It was originally data mined as White Goat in patch 2.1.0. But Hercene and Dagon. I uh, see that's two Daedra that I've never known to have relations to each other, either as allies or enemies or in any way. Wanna like, know who really hate each other? Which is also something that's been discussed in my Discord. Molag Ball. Uh, and oh yeah, th yes. That's mm. I've heard that bit. I, it's just Oh man. So, this is Huh. Very okay. interesting. We've got this goat. Goat's name is Hercene. We've got Molag Ball, who laughs as you kill him and tells you everything's going perfectly to plan. Yes, saying to that, been, been saying that for years. I've been waiting for him to come back because I, of that. Yeah. We have Meridia, who is on our side at that moment, helping us take down Ball. But then we Somerset. Have three, we have three clans serving Mayrune's Dagon of these cultists with these different coins. Some people are saying in Discord that it would be too straightforward to have to fight Mayrune's Dagon because we did that in Oblivion. What if and we only did we that with actually the on... Right. Yeah. yeah. So what if this time Mayrus Dagon requires a mortal's touch because if you remember, Lyrinth is no fan of Molag balls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, Lyrinth not, is the one yeah, not so much. You. So maybe she's no fan of Molag balls. She is a fan of Mayrun's Dagon. She does seem and like the type, yeah. Mm -hmm, Mayrun's mm -hmm. suddenly needs a mortal's touch to deal with whatever bullshit Meridia. <laughs> And Molag Ball are suddenly up to. Maybe he's also recruited that Percy would actually, because the goat. That would actually make the trailer, like that teaser trailer, to make sense as well. Because in there, whoever that character is, I don't remember the name. Um, looks like she's like it doesn't look like she just stumbles upon or touches the book and suddenly she is standing with Mayrenus Dagon, but. You could interpret it as Dagon summoning her to himself to have a chat, like with that altar and everything like that. So another thing that I've read about the Mysterium Xarxes is it tends to corrupt the people who hold it. So she seems to have been carrying it for a while. She's having nightmares. So she might not be quite herself when we see her again. I, like, I don't know who's going to be enemy or ally, but I really, really, really want to see... 
um, Elder Scrolls Online story do a full turn. Because as you said, when you kill Molak Ball, he does say, even this, like you killing me, or sort of destroying his avatar, whatever, is still part of my plans, because I am the damn god of schemes and plans. Like, right. this is what I do. So, do you, like, you winning, quote-unquote, is still part of my plans. And since then, I've been waiting for this to make a full turn and go back to that whole Molag Ball storyline. Something else to keep in mind, too, this is not the the Mythic Dawn. This is the Order of the Waking Flame. Mm. And I feel like that might be significant. We've been conditioned to dislike the Order, or we've been conditioned to dislike the Mythic Dawn. We've not been conditioned to dislike the Order of the Waking Flame. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any records about them, so we were talking about Plus, it in Discord. That Daedra, Lyrant, whatever, however, whatever she's name is. or whatever? Yeah. yeah. She's never been an enemy either in any of the storylines. Not really. She's actually your quest giver. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's always she's there. She's helping you along, like a, snarkily. Yeah, supporting character. She sometimes yep. even she says helps like, you. While, while it benefits her, she'll help mm -hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. which is a so. very... But Daedra. we never just stab her in the face, like... Right. Right. I like her. Yeah, I do She's too. Cool. Hmm. Um, I'm happy to bring yeah. her back instead of somebody who's died in the past, to be completely honest with you. Um, it's, it's really deep. So I feel like we hit the nail on the head with Zone before. I think we know where we're going as far as uh, Leowin and Bravel. Skinned Rat. If it's Kingrat, it's sort of on the other side of where we expect it to be. But a lot right. of people seem to be I thinking think Leovin or Bravel. Which I think we can get both. Leowin and Bravel is going to be the main expansion. Kingrat's going to be the DLC. Could be. I would agree with that. I I think that could be the case. So which Daedra, which Daedra princes have we not seen or get involved with in, in ESO? Dagon. Marin's Dagon. Well, I mean, they've all been technically Vermina. referenced. How, how extreme... Yeah, but like as a massive plot. As like a like, massive thing? So Meridian Molag Ball, obviously very direct. Uh, yeah. Mephala was very direct with the yep. whole subject. Nocturnal has been very I mean, direct. Uh, yeah, Nocturnal and Clericus Wild. Those three yep. were together anyway. Um, so we've had a lot of Periite, but never... As a threat, like a direct Daedra threat. A direct threat. There's a lot again, to do with Periite, but is not... Is Periite like ever a direct threat? Per Periite is like... No. <laughs> no Periite, whatever. Yeah, it's Periite gives... Yeah. You get, like, literally, like, in, in Skyrim, they pretty much say Periite's a wimp, so he tries to make yeah. it look like a dragon, so he feels better. I was going to say, you just buy one pack of Mucinex from the uh, Crown Store, and Periite's out of commission. That's the <laughs> end of it, so... So, another thing to keep in mind, I, I know I said that the Mysterium Xarxes corrupts the carrier of it, but she was having a nightmare, which immediately makes my brain go to Vermina. Hmm. Yep, I was going to say, so there's Vermina, um, there's been a lot of, um, what do you call it, uh, there's been a decent bit with Azura from Morrowind, you actually even get the uh, emote or whatever yeah, where she yeah. like possesses you um, there there's 
the best of all of them with with Hermes Mora, Mora, who is almost non-existent. However, now that Wes Johnson is back, dude, they gotta give they gotta give voice to more <laughs> more characters to Wes Johnson. Wait, he mm-hmm. he voiced Hermes Mora. He does okay. voice Hermes Mora. Honestly, eighty-five percent of Oblivion is her. Vest Johnson. And, and, and to be That's, fair, Morrowind too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Wes Johnson's voice in Markarth is freaking amazing. Oh, yes. You have an amazing job. voice. Yes. For the um, the Despot, he, he awesome. Loved what he did with that. I haven't finished the story Markarth, though, so well, don't spoil All right, it. I won't go into it, but yeah, he's <laughs> just like, he is a, he does a great job with that. Um, and the other character, personally, without going into that expansion, um, the voice acting, I feel, which is always good, was exceptional in Markarth. It was. Um, all of the random characters I liked, um, but the other one, which, uh, her just it, it's Arana. It, I'll just leave it at that. If, if you've gotten to the storyline where you know where she is, it's fine, whatever. I love that character. So good. So yep. So it was like, yeah, just a lot of really good voice acting. There were a lot of new characters introduced with now I'm thinking, Mark Arth that like, I really like. Most of these Daedric princes, they are not the types to attempt Inve- a full well, that, invasion, though. No, because I was going to say, it's mentioned in chat because we got just, there's Sanguine, there's, uh, well, there's Shigalag. Oh, it's be kind of funny. Fun. Just. Intermediate Grey March, um, <laughs> but there's also Malakath, um, what do you call it? Yeah, Boethia. Yeah, uh, yeah, Boethia could wreak some good havoc. Um, but yeah, it's there's. I don't. I don't. I'm not too sure. I don't know. I'm very curious. I personally, I mean, before we knew any of this junk, I mm. was. It's very split on whether people like the idea of a Daedric plot or if it's played out. It's fine to have another game where it's like not, but at this point, it's like, I feel so much larger than life in game that it's like, <laughs> nah, you got to give me like Daedric Prince quality enemies yeah, here. Because yeah. as much as I enjoyed the Dark Heart of Skyrim, a lot of times when it was like vampires and werewolves coming at me, I was like, get out of my way, you garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't care like, about you. I mean, I fought, I mean imagine you fought, you fight Molak Balls, Avatar. Yeah. yeah. And like I, then, a, then a vampire shows up acting all here. high and mighty. And yeah. like, dude, I mean, I just, I just came from killing dragons. <laughs> Who are you? What are you? Exactly, but, exactly. I I really want a full like full circle, but not in an obvious way. Not like hey we fight more like ball again, but like a plot twist that will throw me off so bad that I will think Elder Scrolls Online has the greatest plot twist in RPG history. Yeah, they have the potential to like really. Yes pull off some crazy stuff if they just commit to it so like oh man because they they laid the groundwork for it with how meridia is acting up how black ball was five years ago was like haha this was my plan and how like three daedra got together in somerset how in clockwork city we got involved with soda sill and his you know dealings with the day yeah it's all intertwined for five years it is the perfect moment 
to give us an amazing plot twist. Yes. It be almost as amazing of a long haul plot twist as Ark actually being in Old Mary Dominion. Yeah, it would. It would have almost the same exact time frame, actually. Which means it has to happen. We're going to be fighting yep. for Maroon's Dagon, folks. <laughs> Man, we were having a nice discussion, like lore no, stuff, theory crafting, and you had to bring in that. Saying, Ark, you were the template for this betrayal. <laughs> they were like, oh man, this is a great idea. We're totally stealing that. <laughs> I'm sad now. <laughs> so, man, yes, speculations abound. <laughs> no, it's the when greatest. I, when I was in game with Gina, she was like. Isn't there one of the hosts of Tales who really hates Guar? Who no, actually, she said who really enjoys Guar. And it knew exactly which one she was talking about. It was not Lotus. So they know you. They know York. I know they, they know were, me. They, I forget what it was. I think it was back when the Lore Seekers were still on, and they were talking to. I don't yeah. know. It was Gina or it was Jess. Gina. Yeah. Yeah. It, it yep. was Gina. Uh, the, and they they made some reference five like minutes somebody mentioned in. a guar. Five minutes yeah, it, in, <laughs> Gina being on Lore Seekers podcast, and <laughs> and I get a reference, I get a slap in the face <laughs> with the guar stuff from Gina on Lore Seekers podcast. Not even here. Five minutes in. <laughs> Classic. The thing is, they mentioned like they uh, because at the time we were doing raids with the PCEU of Lore Seekers oh, and yes. Lore Seekers podcast when you know they were doing the ESO show, uh, they had this section like what's happening in the uh, in the Lore Seekers community. So they mentioned like uh, our PCEU guild is running uh, raids regularly, and you know Ark from Tales is there. And then Gina goes like, "Oh yeah, she's the one that likes squares, right?" I'm like, "Come on, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's out of the left field. That's just not nice, Gina." <laughs> but yeah, it's it's yeah, it's perfect. And then Finn remembers how stupidly I run dungeons, apparently, when he was well, on this show. Well, they are yes. memorable. <laughs> true, true. I, I will agree that the way I run and the way I do dumb shit in dungeons <laughs> might be yes. memorable to it the guy who creates memorable. the dungeons. Yeah, it's, it's like, okay, so it is physically impossible to make some people notice the mechanics before they happen. Got mm -hmm. it. Like, yeah. You know it how... was a teaching moment, okay? I was just yeah. trying to trying to show Finn that <laughs> sometimes the flash. players cannot be reasoned with. <laughs> exactly. That's Try as you I might, had to learn. we won't learn. That's something I had to learn as a developer was people will take something that seems so obvious mm. And just do it completely wrong and mm -hmm. not see how they're the wrong ones. And if it yep. breaks because they do it wrong, it's on you and not yeah. on them. Like, you, you have to get, like, he's just being QA for them. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. The yep. game could have completely crashed whenever he did his slash bucket thing. <laughs> but it didn't. And so you know because... slash bucket slash works at this point and this point yeah. and this yeah. point and this exactly. point. Exactly. It's great. I just, you, no, no, really I just showed that even if you never watch the mechanics that they show up until the boss fight, you can still complete it after 
like googling it for like 20 minutes it's fine it's, oh my god <laughs> it's, it's and good. the google descriptions that weren't right oh yeah that was so fun we were like that's a yeah we were like oh we gotta do this and it because i was i i guess that was on my lunch break for that yeah, stream and probably, it was just like that's a the terrible video if right. that's how they just so, told you yeah, to do so <laughs> i was running unhallowed grave on the launch day with pugs right for anyone who don't know what happened basically so i was running unhallowed grave on the launch day with with some pugs and um, Finn was actually in chat. Mike Finnegan, the lead dungeon slash encounter designer, he was watching. Uh, he generally watches like the streams on the launch day of dungeon DLCs to I, like both enjoy and get feedback and stuff like that. So I was in chat, and there's there's this boss fight that you have to do something specific, and they show the mechanic what you need to do like five times before you get to that boss fight. The problem is. Throughout the entire time, apparently, that was happening, I was just busy going up to these random statues in the boss, in the, in the dungeon, and doing emotes, basically doing slash bucket splash, <laughs> doing like shoveling somewhere, doing the hammer, hammering like repair emote and things like that. And then we got to the boss fight, and we just keep dying. I'm like, Finn, is this right? And he's like, we showed this five times. I wasn't paying attention. And then, uh, one of the pugs looked it up on, on YouTube and he came back and he was like, yeah, I watched the video. So this is this, this and this and this is what we do. And Finn was in chat like, yeah, they watched a bad video. And <laughs> so it turns out, yeah, we kept dying again. And Finn didn't tell me what to do either. He was like, get good. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah. So he showed you this five times. Yeah, yeah. it was like we, we, we put this point. mechanic in and show this five times. I'm not telling you. So yeah, it took us about 20-25 because it was the launch date. There weren't like guides and whatnot out there just yet. Um so yeah, it took so it took us a while until until we, we got it right. And then we brought Finn on the show on Tails. Uh and turns out he hasn't forgotten that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <Dumb> shit. <laughs> Still insulted all those months later. Yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the background of that whole ordeal. Yep. It was great. Yeah, I love them. It is great. They that, low key called that... they they low key called me like the Zas Twitter and the Dev team. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, they yeah. called me noob. They tell me oh, yeah. to get good because of the dumb stuff I well, do. That boss in general was the thing where there was the discussion of it is very hard to make people look up. Um, like oh, vertical yeah. is yeah. not. And and it's funny because um, the kiln boss was the one that he convinced you to go talk to the kiln boss, right, Pixie? And press E to interact yes. with it. Yeah, I was going to say. So you had to press E to interact with it, and the killed boss killed you. <laughs> and when I did it blind... Like an idiot. <laughs> I remember... Mine was less, like... I... Mine was less outright stupid and more what is the matter with me directly after, because I feel like that boss just messed with everybody to start with. We actually pieced it together pretty quick on our blind run. We're like, oh... Okay, so there's this thing about going up. We went up, we cleared the sigils, we were all excited, we jumped down, and we're like, all right, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, and we lit on fire and died. Mm -hmm. 
We were so proud of ourselves for figuring out to go up, find the sigil, that we forgot to continue to do damage to break her shield. <laughs> to do the mechanic. We just were like, yeah, we figured it out. And then we stood there like idiots and she just cooked us alive. And I was like, oh, yeah, we actually need to do the fight as well. We don't get to just say we figured it out and win. It doesn't work like that. So, so to be clear, we did go up. Like, we went up, we saw sigils on the ground, we didn't know what the hell to do with the sigils. <laughs> yep. And then we jumped down, and then we figured out eventually she would stab that sigil. But we didn't know what we did to make her stab that sigil. So I actually ran it through a second time. So what happened was, like, halfway through the dungeon, I forget who it was who had to drop, but somebody from the group had to drop, and we brought Bron Solo from Sons of Sithis on to finish out the dungeon with us. So then we're like, okay, you didn't actually get the full clear because you didn't do the first few bosses, and we want you to get, like, the achievement or whatever. So then we're like, we'll just run it through really quick, and now we know what it is. It's not going to be that bad. So we go back to the beginning, everything's a breeze, get to the kiln boss, and we go up top, and we're like, okay, it's this sigil. We need to bring it to this sigil. And then she just, like, wouldn't stab. We're like, the fuck do we do to get her to stab? <laughs> yep. so what we were doing was damaging her too quickly. So she was stabbing too soon. She was stabbing oh. before she was in the symbol. I've I've done that if you go with real heavy DPS people. She'll stab, and then she needs to put up a shield, and then you need to do it again. <laughs> right. Like, so we were yeah. like... We were like, what do we do? We're so confused. And at that point, Finn had joined chat. So I was like, listen, man, I've already cleared this. I know what we need her to do. What do I do to make her do it? Because she's just not stabbing. Like We know we need to bring her here. She's not stabbing this thing. I thought maybe it would just trigger whenever she steps on it. We can't get it to trigger. And he was like, oh, it's like a synergy, only instead of pressing X like the other ones, you walk up to her and you press E as if you're going to talk to her. So you press E to activate. <laughs> so then I went up and tried to talk to the boss, which she didn't fucking like very much. <laughs> immediately annihilated me. Oh, if you, Finn. <laughs> oh, man. I, I was so gullible, too. Like, as soon as he said, it's like you talk to her, I should have realized what was happening. But my dumbass is like, no, he wouldn't do this to me. I said I already cleared it. I have the achievement. Like, clearly he just wants to help because this is something that just wasn't clear. <laughs> no. No. I no. personally... out. So that was one of the things. I actually like... Without making the boss invincible or any of that stuff, I liked that that was like a way to force you to control your burn without doing anything weird. It was just mm -hmm. like, well, when her shield cracks, she does this and she'll get her shield back. So if you if you damage her too much, you'll crack her shield too early and you'll have to do it again. But it's like that's almost like a good damage control check without just being like, oh, you're doing too much damage. The boss is invincible now. It's yeah. like that's a pretty creative way where it's like, OK, well, you need to get the boss to do this, and it's controlled by you doing damage when we need you to do damage, which I, I, I don't know. I like that. I thought that was a pretty creative boss. Something like that, too, in Lair of Marsalock hard mode, whenever you have Selene doing her nonsense. If you oh, kill Selene yeah. too fast, she'll come up again at a really Yeah, she'll bad come up time. at inconvenient times. Yeah, yeah. and yep. that was an issue we ran into when we were running uh, yep. God, through that, that hole. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was a. It took us a while before we figured out like we need yep. to control damage on Selene, 
and yep. make sure we either kill her immediately so that way we have time to kill her a second time or just ignore her for a little while and oh, kill her flashbacks. right before. <laughs> yeah, I'm having bad, flashbacks. Bad yeah. <laughs> that was a rough. Moongrave Fane and, and Lair of Marcelo card modes. Moongrave Fane because I couldn't see anything because everything in that dungeon is red and <laughs> transparent. Like, red and transparent. The background is red. The ghosts are red. Everything is transparent. The fire is red. The AoEs are red. Why, so, Sin? Why? <laughs> I was going to say, now I'm super excited for Tales because <laughs> of yesterday's stream where uh, Pixie was in Moongrave Fane. Oh, I have stories from that one. Mm-hmm. So, do we have anything left to discuss at this point? So we discussed the... No, I guess... I, I think it's Tales time. Yeah, I think things. we can actually yeah. just straight move into Tales. just want to say, we though... Kinda, this is the first time we actually got to discuss those reveal objects firsthand, and that's thanks to Pixie. Yeah, exactly. You were always I... you were always discussing them off of pictures, and for the first time on Tales today, we got to discuss them in object. With, I was gonna say, well, you got to showcase them for us. Da 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 da. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm, I'm so happy. Like whatever. So the thing was, I moved. And it got sent to my old house an hour away. So I had to have my mom pick up the package because I didn't know what it was. And I was scared that it was going to get stolen off my front porch. Because I live, <laughs> oh, lived like God. right yeah, on the main road. Yeah, you guys have that problem in America. Yes. It's so Do they strange. not steal packages in Turkey? No, they, they literally cannot drop it in your door. They have to bring it back or bring it back again. Like, you... They have to give it to you in person. There is no, I dropped this on your porch and it's out of my responsibility. It's their responsibility until I have my hand on the package Ooh. here. It's like, here's your PS5. Hope you find it in time before <laughs> somebody else. But, yeah, there, there, yeah. I'm so confused by that whole ordeal. Like, how do you just drop it there? There is a concept of Porsche stealers there. That is such yeah. a strange... <laughs> I know it, it. Yeah, that's why. Like, whenever they were announcing, this was so many years ago now. When they announced the Amazon drone delivery service, I was like, "That's just going to become a sport in the South to just <laughs> shoot those shooting them down." down. <laughs> yeah, that's just going to be what people do for fun. Is they're going to shoot down people's expensive Amazon packages and claim them. That's that would quite be quite cyberpunk though like nomads just taking down transport yeah. uh <laughs> transport I mean, drones it, it's we've also had a lot of practice too because i mean it's essentially just shooting down a care package in call of duty so like right. you're just watching somebody get their kill streak it's like i see a ps5 pop 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 and it's like now i have a ps5 this is my <laughs> care package <Yes. laughs> uh but yeah it, i mean i would be very sad if i got that's stolen, like from from a package from Zoss. Jeez, <laughs> right? It's stress. So, whenever Cyber, well, right before Cyberpunk came out, like on Black Friday, they did a Black Friday and Cyber Monday deal on the CDPR store, and the shipping was like really weird and like things th things did not go well on the CDPR store for me. Whenever I tried to place an order, it kept like giving me really weird errors about my address, which is clearly a valid address, and they kept saying it was not. Mm. So 
I signed up because I knew it was coming via FedEx. I signed up for this FedEx informed delivery thing where it goes off of anything being delivered to that address that you register it to. So I was like, okay, I'll know, even though it's not showing me. Cause like, as soon as I placed the order, it like immediately said that it had already been delivered on the cyberpunk website. I'm like, no, it has not. Hmm. Or it said completed. I was like, what the hell does that even mean? It's not completed. I don't have the item. They just launched so, it into your house with artillery, just like. Apparently. <laughs> and so I had this FedEx thing set up. So now I get this message randomly. I was just sitting at the new place saying, you have a delivery scheduled for the 30th, the 31st. And it's, it's going to be there at such and such time. And I'm like, oh shit, that's the wrong address. I live at this house now. That's an hour away. I'm like, my mom still lives there. So I was able to like, she lives in like right down the road from my old house. I was like, listen, mom, I need you to at, at like noon, go to my house. Get this very package. important package. <laughs> She's like, oh, well, what is it? I'm like, I have no idea, but I think it's from Zenimax because it's coming from Baltimore. <laughs> this being such a common problem, as far as I've seen online, like the porch tees being such a common problem, how has no one so far created a box, just a box, you know, drop box, you put in front of your house, it has a lock that basically recognizes the most common delivery companies like Amazon, UPS, USPS, things like that. So the delivery guy comes up, he has a he has a key like thing, key thing on his keychain. Just a RFID thing, whatever. He points it at the box, the lock thing. It opens up, he drops the box inside the thing, locks it back up, and only the delivery people can open it. Some like mail services do that. I think. Oh man, my shot of being rich, it's gone. Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> so <Patented. laughs> at my new house. So at my old at my old place, it, like we were out in the boonies. I just had a regular old mailbox. At this place, because we're in like a community in like a subdivision type of deal. At the front of the community, there's like community mailboxes. So like you each have mm -hmm. your like designated mail thing, and there's like these bigger mailboxes on the bottom that are apparently exactly what you described. I haven't figured out how those work because I haven't got a package at this house yet. But apparently, as a matter of fact, the only packages I have gotten have been dropped off at my doorstep again. But sometimes, apparently, you will get a package this is what my dad told me because he lived in one of these situations before it's so strange <laughs> you get a package and they'll put it in one of the big mailboxes and they'll put the key to that mailbox in your mailbox and they'll say like open this oh. mailbox for your package i don't know if that's actually how it works because i haven't seen it firsthand but that's what my dad said he's like they put the actual key to the mailbox in your mailbox and the key has a tag on it that says which mailbox to go to to get your actual package. See, our solution is we just live on this doom mountain that's like <laughs> really, really vertical. <laughs> so you need to be dedicated to the cause just to drop off the package on my porch. 
nobody's coming up here <laughs> because you can barely you can't even see much of the house from the street so like they're committed to the fact that there is going to even be anything up there and at that point they're going to be winded and they're on my property so i can shoot them for sport so it's really just in everybody's best interest just to just not come for my packages i mean it's just here it's just illegal to not give it to the person that you are supposed to give it. So you can just they can just drop it and go. That's illegal. They can't do it. Yeah. Packages <laughs> that are like over I, I don't know how they decide that the package needs to be signed for, but there are some packages. I know you can request like, it. Yeah. So like say you're getting something that's a thousand dollars. Like I think my boyfriend's drum set, which was an expensive drum set, whenever he got delivered, he had to sign for it. So he had mm -hmm. to actually be there in person. I think I had to sign for my Nintendo Switch too. So if it's over X amount of dollars, you have to be at home least there's to that, receive yeah. it. Yeah. But for a lot of things, it's dropped off. Yeah, I can, it's I can just... order, like I can order one empty box inside a box and they have to hand deliver it to me. <laughs> yeah. No, here it's largely like... I guess, I mean, they... the, 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 there is also the fact that like us has a massive land size so i guess yeah but if they're not at home bringing it back to the storage and then bringing it back or the per i guess it might yeah it's different it's still such a strange concept that they're, they can yeah. steal your stuff off your doorstep well, it it got brought up in chat too there's the other problem of <clears throat> you need the delivery person to give a shit <laughs> which most often they do not. And it's just like, here's your package. And they just chuck it against the side of your house and drive off. And I'm like, yeah, it got delivered probably. I don't know, whatever. Like, it's not my problem. Around so, the holidays, it really all falls apart. Yeah. So, di different mentality as well. I, I suppose, think. yeah. Yeah. Just hold, yeah. But it, it was seriously really cool to get this thing. Like, I, I was so excited, whatever. So basically, what we had to do, my mom had to pick it up. And then that late, late that night is when my boyfriend got home with the package. Because he was, like, wrapping things up at the old house. He got home at, like, 2 a.m. So I was out. I didn't get to open it until the next morning. But if he would have woken me up, I would have opened it in the middle of the night. But he didn't because he saw that I was <laughs> sleeping. He was trying to be nice. But it was it was so cool, like actually getting a thing because, like I saw the Wrathstone tablet go out and the letters from Sia Sahan. Man, I'd love to get one of those one day. Mm. It was so cool, mm -hmm. to, like actually get one. It made me feel good. All right, so tales time. Uh, Lotus, I'm gonna leave you to be the last because again, I feel like you have the, you have the <laughs> most fun. You know, yeah, wholesome, uh, <laughs> like Perfect. very, very, very nice. You know, sort of like good for your soul type tales. Yeah, so relax. we're gonna leave you to that. Yeah. Um, I actually, I've been doing battlegrounds and battlegrounds and battlegrounds and battlegrounds and battlegrounds. I'm trying to perfect my warden, basically. I also opened the Akaviri potentate. Okay, so this is where the Zas people should listen. Okay. This is where the Zas people should listen because I'm I'm done. I've had enough. Oh no. Enough is enough, okay? <laughs> I opened that Akaviri Potentate preview crate and got another freaking guar. 
Stop already. Come on. <laughs> I have... Guars are they going to give you? I have all sorts of, like, Apex Guars, the other Guars. Every freaking time I open a preview crate, I have the Sovereign Guard Pony Guar. I have the Gloom Spore Guar. I have the Akaviri Guar. I have the Dragon Scale Guar. Stop giving me Guars. Whoever put that <laughs> if arc give guar code in there, Zas, remove it. Okay? The joke has gone far enough. <laughs> I think we I this is stop. Just put if arc don't give guar or if you are going to give guar, give nothing. I'd rather have nothing than I have guar. Okay? Just stop. Get the, I don't know. Revert that comment. Find it in your find it in your Git history, whatever you're using. Revert it to the old version. Delete it. Do something. Don't give me crates. I don't know if it's if I'd rather not have the crates if it's gonna have guars. <laughs> this has gone far enough. All and right? that is my favorite tale from you already. <laughs> yes. Nick, you look back to the last couple years, and it's like I opened. The, the, the dragon scale guar and bam, apex dragon scale or whatever those were called, the guar pops up. I opened the preview crate for that gloom spore, the mushroom ones, which are like the already ugly. So then you had to put it on a guar and it was like <laughs> ugly squared. Hold on. The gloom spore cinch is fucking cool and <laughs> it has a glowy mushroom tail the whole reason i play elder scrolls online is cool mushrooms and they made a freaking mushroom mount and you're gonna say they're ugly no the whole thing i said it started with the telvani mushroom towers i'm clearly only here for the mushrooms i <laughs> those telvani mushroom towers are the ugliest architecture ever existed they're as well freaking cool. No. I feel mushrooms. like the the um the mushroom thing is one of the most divisive aesthetic thing. When they <laughs> had the gloom spore like pets and mounts, people were either like this is the greatest thing ever or it's just I can't stop throwing up on my like Twitter feed. Uh, it's like wow, these things are really like one extreme or another here. They were gorgeous. So yeah. The sound effects I were really that. cool. And then And then I have I don't even know where I got it. I don't even know where I got it, when I got it. I must have deleted from my memory, but I have the most outrageous, blasphemous guar pony, the goats, the small guar, the sovereign guard. I don't even know where the hell that came from. I don't remember it. But apparently I have it. A guar does not belong in sovereign guard. Okay? It just doesn't. That, How dare you? That doesn't make any sense. That's just rude. That's just blasphemous. That's heresy. So there's that, and I have that too. And now I open the Akaviri crate and boom, what do I get? The Akaviri Guar. Akaviri right. are already the enemy and the Guar enemy. So that's enemy squared. And then the other one is ugly squared. And then the Solvangard one is, is heresy squared. <laughs> so. No. No more Guars, please. And that's my rant. I hope Zas listened to then Guar. No. No. <laughs> you don't even code Lotus. Nope. No. Right. I'm going to learn how to code do just this. <laughs> I do. Nope. I code. A... And I agree. Perfect. Perfect. Why do you agree? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
I agree, because you just called the, the gloom spore mounts ugly. I love those freaking mounts. Mushrooms are ugly. Mushrooms are ugly. <laughs> Dwarves awesome. are evil, mushrooms are ugly. No, mushrooms are really cool and, high and they're very are delicious. <laughs> and Altmer well, Dominion sucks. No. Let's ask him <laughs> from episode 25 and let's see what he still thinks. Yep, uh, now I know that's not true. Arc for kind episode 25 can go eat dirt. <laughs> can can go I go eat, eat mushrooms? mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. All right, Pixie, your tails. Okay. So, first off, my tails are a little bit short because I've been moving to a new house and there was an internet delay and that was a tragedy. But because of the internet delay, I got to test out a fun thing and we've been hitting on it a little bit and making fun of it, but also sometimes standing for it. Me. So... <laughs> I moved to this new place. I am in like an internet black hole before I got like cable installed. And I hardly had a cell phone signal. Downstairs, I can't do anything. But if I go upstairs, I can connect to Stadia. So the only way I have been able to do this event and get my Indric, my Crimson Indric in time before the event expires was to play on my phone on Stadia, because I didn't have enough of a signal to hotspot appropriately, it would just keep kicking me off. But I could play on my phone on Stadia every night if I sat by the window upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like, you know, a kid in 80s trying to <laughs> game or I'm something. Just, it's like I'm just, seriously, I'm picturing you by the by like the window upstairs the window is open and you have a fan in the window pulling in extra signal <laughs> the hopes that you'll stay connected i did get kicked out a few times and it was kind of like a slideshow at times and it would keep warning me your signal is unstable you might not be able to play this like hey you got your login though <laughs> yeah i did so i was able to get my preview crate that i wouldn't have been able to get otherwise and i was able to get every single day of tickets while i did not have internet because of Stadia. And I couldn't fight for shit because it's on screen controls. Yeah. But it's like, I was able to do the old life quest because it's just port to thing, click on thing three times, port back, turn in quest, get tickets. And it was great. And I was like, oh my God, this is what Stadia is for. This is amazing. And I was so happy. And I was like, you know what? Everybody can talk shit about Stadia all they want. I am a really huge super fan. I might be one of 12 of us, but I am but, happy. <laughs> I was going to say. Damn Crimson and Drake. It seemed like, to be fair, this was the pinnacle use for this, where it's just like, yeah. I have no option. Yeah. Oh my God, I have one option. <laughs> and Stadia just fumbles in the room, and it's just like, I got you. And you're like, it's, it saved the day here. Amazing. Exactly. And it was great. And I was like, wow so useful and like it was a low signal environment i did a speed test at one megabit per second time. <laughs> so whenever i say i'm in an internet black hole i'm not joking it's a brand new community apparently at&t has not put up towers here yet it's really rough sometimes now that i have internet it's fine except in my office which is the only place the wi-fi won't reach so like I had to go out and buy an abnormally long Ethernet cable so that way I can do cable management, which like in in my 
like square webcam that I use for screen stream is fine, but you can clearly see poor cable management yeah. over here because I <laughs> threw this together at the last minute. But anyway, uh, so I managed to get all those daily logins using Stadia. And once I got internet, I was like, I'm going to stream. And this was yesterday. So I decided, so it was prog night. We hadn't progged in forever. I had clearly not been playing ESO except on my phone badly. <laughs> Other than that, I didn't have internet. So I was on cyberpunk, which does not require internet. And so it's just a good time. So we're like, okay, we don't really feel like doing March of Sacrifices. Kiz, what do you want to run? It's your turn to pick. And Kiz is like, well, I have, I need Moongrave, Fane, and like a couple others. I was like, I mean, I'm down for any one of those. One of them was Lair of Marcelox. So I was really hoping they didn't pick that one. But it's like, yeah, you know, if we, if we don't win that one, I already have that clear anyway, so it's not even that big of a deal for me, but it sucks for everybody else. So we end up picking Moongrave, Fane. And I remember you guys having a time. <laughs> you know, Lego's telling us it's not that bad. Other people are telling us, yeah, you, I mean, it's really hard, but you got it. You just got to communicate. And I'm like, okay. Right. <clears throat> we get to the first boss, the Rocky dude. I immediately realized I have no idea how to play this game. Perfect. <laughs> I let everyone die. We wiped like seven times on the first boss just because I was being an idiot. And I should have been doing things. I should have been healing people and not standing in the way. I was going to say know. healing people is a healer. Definite, definite, definite positive. I was doing on the first boss. <laughs> After the first boss, things started to drastically look up. I finally remembered how to play the game. I remember where my buttons were. Until we got to the final boss. And I had never done the hard mode before. I cleaned it. I cleared it on normal or on vet, non-hard mm. mode. Like, I know the mechanics in here. How different can hard mode be? It's probably just going to be more health, maybe an extra mechanic. No. <laughs> Turns out the whole thing's a fucking healer check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a hard one, too. An aggressive healer check. So I was told... It's like you cloud them. rest, but worse. Uh, so, yeah, really. So I was mm -hmm. told you heal them to full health and the debuff goes away. So I thought it was just like tombs. You literally heal them to full health and it goes away and stops hurting them and more debuff. No, that's not what the mechanic was. Apparently I was told wrong. And the, the debuff is essentially a heal shield where I have to heal for 40k yeah. for them to be able to receive more heals. Correct. So, Kiz... Basically, it's an inverse shield. Also, yeah. not only it's that, bullshit. but it doesn't apply to one person, but anyone who touches that stupid box or those horror blood yeah, that stuff. Of course, yeah, I kept fucking blood. doing because I had no idea. I didn't mean to touch the box or the horrors. It mm -hmm. just happened. I mean, yes, targeting, targeting isn't very precise either, so it happens. Well, I mean, I just ran right into the bugs like an idiot, oh. so that was also me. <laughs> yeah, that won't help, because they well, do that okay, little, like, spray in front of them in, like, a little cone. Like, I, so, first pull, I was told, tab target, no, first pull, I was just told, heal them to full. I immediately accidentally hit the box, I got the debuff on me, we all died. And they're like, don't touch the fucking box, tab target <laughs> the boss, heal them to full. 
okay, fine, I can do that. And then I got the debuff on me, I'm like, I don't know, I didn't touch the box. I've, I've, I've been tab targeting this boss. I don't know what the fuck the problem is. And then they're like, oh, well you touched the Horver. I'm like, well, nobody told me not to touch the Horver. <laughs> How was I supposed to know? I didn't Google this one because it- Don't touch anything in the started. <laughs> because we didn't even decide which one we were doing until we were like, until I was already streaming. So I didn't exactly have time to go look up a guide or anything. So I was just like flying by the seat of my pants, just relying on everybody else to tell me things. Yeah. So that's like, not a okay. good one for that. <laughs> don't touch Horver. Don't touch Box. Don't breathe in anything's general direction if it's mm -hmm. not healing someone yep. to full health. Which again is not the point. Because so Kiz would go and do something that would give him the debuff. It would also cut his health in half. Half. So then I'm like, okay, Kiz at half health. I know that it'll take maybe one to two Necromancer AoE burst heals to get him to full health. One to two max. I'd bam bam hit him with two. He's still at half health. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, illustrious healing, Healy Ball, combat prayer, combat prayer, combat <laughs> prayer. So I'm like, shit, is my Necro Burst healed dead? Like, did they break it? And finally, he would he would be healed to full. I was like, okay, you're out of the debuff. I don't know what that just was. But then like, he would get hit by it again. And I'd be like, okay, clearly the first time was a bug because I was able to heal him. I just had to like spam combat prayer a million times. So I was like, it, just out of habit because it's muscle memory at this point, Necro AoE, Necro AoE, fucking nothing. Mm. I'm like, why isn't his health going up? What are these brackets? It's like, I kept like trying to mention it while we were running, but I was explaining it so poorly that nobody knew what my question was or why I was confused. <laughs> Because I'm like, kids would be like, heal me. I'm like, I am fucking healing you. I don't know what you want from me. I'm pressing my biggest heal, my biggest burst heal. It's not doing anything. I don't know what you want. And I was so frustrated. I was like, I don't understand. We got it down to 25% with me not knowing what I was doing at all. Then kids The heal check in there is, is brutal. Um... Well, Kiz message me this morning was like, there's a 40k heal shield, essentially. Yes. And I was like, well, shit, I would have done this completely differently if I would have known that. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have just been spamming that, because that would that wasted all of my magic. Right. I should have just been able to heal you to full if there was no like weird shield thing in two hits with that. But it wasn't, and that was frustrating me, but I kept trying it anyway like a dumbass. Now, for whatever... So Bard was doing... The only debuff he had on him was from the box, so he wasn't actually hurt. So he was already at full health, and I remember asking them, like, Bard's already at full. How do I heal someone to full health who's already <laughs> at full health? Right. So then I would just keep hitting him with combat prayer, because it's like worst case scenario, he gets a DPS boost. Which, since it's such a quick cast, like, I hit yep. 40k pretty quickly, and he was also standing closer to the tank. So he was getting hit by that illustrious healing in the Healy Balls. So... That I lucked into getting him out of that. But with Kiz, I immediately went into, I'm going to burst heal the fuck out of him to get him to full health. And I just completely misunderstood the mechanic. So if we go back in there, it's going to be like a completely different person playing because I actually understand the mechanic now. Yeah. 
As opposed to they just need to be healed. It's Yeah, it, it, the best way it was explained to me, not that I need to heal it, but just when I would get it, on the, again, I shouldn't have been getting it. It was, it was something went wrong if I ended up with one. But yeah, that inverse shield thing is, that is a brutal debuff. And then obviously, I know you had gotten it a couple times. Um, what? If, if <laughs> you get it, it's um you get i mean you basically it's it's the equivalent of like the massive debuff to your healing so it's just like you are screwed trying to heal yourself out of that unless somebody else is going to heal you which is ultra rough so i can heal myself with the debuff uh i, I was told I, you can't heal yourself I, with the debuff. i don't think, think you, you can have, i think it does eight percent or ten percent of your healing so essentially no right. you can't um <laughs> Yeah, I think you do something, but I think it's the equivalent of when you have from Cloudrest the oh shoot, what the hell is the thing called? When the uh, if you don't dodge Bane, roll the Bane. baneful barb, yes, um, mm. yes, thank you. It's essentially that type of deal. And as Lego put, yeah, dying would probably be quicker than and, trying like, to heal If you heal could yourself heal yourself, Dragon Knights would be immune to that effect because because you're already missing health. You could Correct. just spam green dragon blood, which yes. heals based on your missing health, but because your missing health wouldn't be going up because of the shield, you could just use the green dragon blood with maximum effect if it wasn't for the self-heal yep. reduction thingy. Right. Also, and it's, yep. completely irrelevant, I didn't realize Storm was on the desk, so I thought he was in the back on the <laughs> floor, and I was like... What sort of a giant freaking cat is that? <laughs> Until I realized he is actually on the desk there with you. So Yeah, I, I have a pull-out part of my desk, which is where like I attach my microphone. I thought that was it's part of the carpet. Nope. Storm like, is a centrot. Yeah, I, I was keeps... I was looking at it while you were you know, I was like, that is a massive freaking cat. What is that? <laughs> is that he a keeps dog? licking his butt on the camera, so I keep having to move him. And it's yeah, been I saw a that. problem the whole time. <laughs> I don't know if you saw me like yep. immediately pick him up and hold him like a baby, like, no, you're not gonna lick your butt there. <laughs> yeah. He he's showing up. Like, what is your problem? <laughs> he <laughs> likes an audience. <laughs> apparently. But he kept screaming at the door, so I couldn't just like. But at that point, he's degrading audio quality. So I'm like, I'll just let him in. How bad can it be? It's like, well, it's grooming <laughs> hour, but he's still licking himself, just more appropriately appropriate parts of himself at this point. But oh, here he goes again. But um, so that was a time. That's gonna be better next time. We are. We got him close with me being completely clueless as to what I was actually supposed no, to be doing. With a little more practice and also now knowing that, you, you guys were making solid progress. So I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised if the next time you run that, you'll probably clear it. There's one problem yeah. that I realized that you guys had. Um, and you the actually healer. mentioned it at the very beginning of, of, of the details as well. Uh, so you said it was Kiz's time to pick. Um, <laughs> you gave Kiz the option to choose something and that was yeah. your initial mistake so maybe next time don't do that like yeah <laughs> i blame That's... lego for that one sorry lego <laughs> he said let the brit choose 
So. <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, see, bad, bad mistake. Yeah, that, Lego yeah. enjoys pain. I think it's a tank thing. I really do. His Lotus Could enjoys be. pain. He's also a tank main. Yeah, I mean... I, I, not yeah, that could be truth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll right, we'll, we'll accept that. The, yeah. You the know council what? Council of tanks have yeah. spoken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, enjoy pain. Pain. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fine. Speaking of tanks and pain, <clears throat> I was an idiot tonight. I was like, I need to do pledges for transmutes. I would like to tank something. I don't feel like healing the knight. I just want to tank. So. I'm like, yeah, let's do pledges. I didn't even like stop and think about what the pledges were. I recruited a couple of friends. Kids volunteered. The other people I forced into servitude for the night. <laughs> um, then they're As like, you do. do. Know, do you know what the what the um, pledge for tonight is? The DLC. I was like, no. And they're like, it's Castlethorn. I'm like, oh fucking course, it's Castlethorn. You know, the one that I've spent. So I know. Much freaking time in. I'm like, okay. If anybody can figure out how to randomly do Castle Thorn on a tank, it's me. Because I've been in here so many times, I should know this like the back of my hand. No. Nope. I apparently am completely clueless as to how to tank that Castle Thorn. So, go into the dungeon. I'm feeling real good. First boss goes down easy, except. Like, a couple people die, but they aren't me, so it's fine. So, <laughs> I continue on. I realize things really hurt. But I'm like, I'm blocking it. I'm dodge rolling. I know how to tank. It's fine. And we get to the dude with the blood pool. At first, somebody... He was... I remember laughing about it. Maestro had been talking so much shit about, like, whenever I told him, don't go into the blood pool. Like, oh, is there no lifeguard on duty? And, like, all of this stuff, like, cracking jokes about him, like, no, 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 it will legitimately kill you. Don't do it. He dies, like, first time there's a sweep. He gets swept into the pool and dies. I start making <laughs> fun of him. Then I get swept into the pool and dies. <laughs> I don't Amazing. pay attention. I'm too busy trash-talking Maestro who just died. And... It just kind of went downhill from there on that fight. Like, those reanimated vampires just suck. Like, really, really bad. And I would hold them up against the wall so my camera was clipping really weird. And then I'd also run them into my healer consistently. Because for whatever reason, we picked the same wall. Either that or I just wanted to hang out with a friend. I'm not sure what it was. <laughs> um, Wait, hold on a second. Reanimated vampires? Yeah. You know how Am between I the blood pool thing he spawns big mobs that deal a lot of damage like great sword mobs and they push you into the pool they do like no, the, swipe the, the pushers are the shades no they're not i think just the reanimate i pinned myself against the wall so the, the vampire can get me but the shade you don't just like the hold shades. him in the center square and just smack him until he dies that's what I do in my prog group. But okay, I was like, I don't think I've ever yeah, done that, that requires, a That requires way. DPS, yeah, like oh, very like, heavy I DPS. I don't think I know that there's anything else. So we, okay, we I'm learning something then. We didn't want to do it that way because Maestro was a tank main, but I had clearly taken his role, so he was DPSing. Okay. So we're like, okay, we're going to actually do mechanics and do this the right way because like i had cleared it that way before anyway so like i i knew the actual mechanics 
they're just a pain in the ass. So like if, mm-hmm. if you're going around the outside, whenever he goes to the middle and the pool starts to fill with blood, uh, it spawns a reanimated vampire and it hits so hard. And then sometimes oh, okay. you'll end up with a reanimated vampire on you and the boss quits his bullshit in the middle. And so then you have the boss and the reanimated vampire and they take turns hitting you and then you die. And it's not fun. Eventually, we struggle bust our way through that one. And then we get to the scythe boss. And this is just where things really go to shit. First of all, the healer was too nice to tell me this, but I was running out of every single one of her heals. Because I'm just used to running around like a madwoman the whole time. (laughs) I I know when I need to stand in my own heals, because it's my heals. I casted them and I know what my health is. I'm just moving the boss all over the place because, again, I have not played this game in several, uh, in a, like two, three weeks now because I've been moving. So and you've been playing Cyberpunk. And I've been playing Cyberpunk. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm like moving the boss like way too much, and I'm not standing still to where she can like actually effectively heal me. So I just keep dying over and over and over and over and over again. Finally, Kiz messaged me and basically says. Nicely, your tanking is not working out. You might want to ask to switch roles. So I'm like, all right, Maestro, you tank. I So I wanted Maya to get her healer clear, so I wasn't going to swap to a healer. I was like, okay, if I DPS, I'm a Magsork. I can keep myself alive, so that way I'm at least not a detriment to the team. Since we now have a tank who can actually hold aggro and not forget about the boss because you're so busy with this reanimated <laughs> vampire that's popped up. Which happened several times. I would only taunt the vampire, forget to taunt the boss, because the vampire was just beating my face in. So I swapped to my Sork DPS, Maestro swapped to his tank, and we finally cleared the thing. The entire time, everybody just, well, kids, just trash-talking how little DPS I was doing. Like, I'm doing my best, okay? All I know how to do is heal. Didn't even do that well last night, because I don't know how to play the game anymore. I mean, I heard heard that you have been forcing 90k DPS upon poor, your poor DPS friends. That's what I heard. That's what... Just (laughs) kids. Okay, I approve of this. I approve of this. He sent me a 90k DPS parse. Not on his normal, not on his main. I think it was on his magcro or something. I don't don't remember what it was on. It might have been on PTS or something. He said it was on his magplar. So it doesn't count. So he still needs to hit 90k. It doesn't count. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's giving him the motivation he needs to get there. Because clearly he's he's trying. But it, it's just Kiz. Just Kiz and Bard. Those Anything that happens to Kiz is fine. That's fine. Okay. Exactly. It's fine. It'll work itself out. Yeah. <laughs> so, everybody else, I, I like try to cheer him on and all that. Bard and Kiz, I just, anytime they hit whatever the previous DPS requirement requirement was, uh, I, I just up it by 5k, and they just get all upset, and it's just kind of funny at this Oh, point. Kiz is so. in, hey Kiz in chat, yep. how's it going, our favorite Kiz person, he's being people from UESP, <laughs> yep, but the best DPS, woohoo, how's it going? I mean, Kiz also bullies me, he bullied me all night. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was right. I was about to I forgot to mention that. Yeah, the, the entire run felt like just kids hammering Pixie into like just 
constantly annoying, but like, wow. He was pulling 90k DPS, but on Pixie's mental health. <laughs> nice. It was a rough, rough night. He was insulting my tanking, he was insulting my DPSing. I'm like, listen, I was just trying to make it fun and come in as an off roll. I was trying to keep things interesting. And he also, like, was telling me I healed wrong last night. Because I was actually supposed to do this other mechanic. And, like, the mechanic was completely different than I was originally told. How the fuck was I supposed to know? <laughs> There's just, like, this whole thing where I just can't play the game, apparently, according to Kiz. And so, Lego says, mm. I told her 100k, she's being nice. So, yeah, everybody thinks I'm the slave driver. <laughs> Look at Lego. It's fine. I'm nice. I he's think our... Kiz is stepping up the bullying because he's he's one of the people who contributed to the cool hyper pixie sign. Lotus ah, on, on the so card. he feels so, he feels entitled now yeah, to the bully. He feels entitled now. He has to. Is that the whole the reason you deed? you contributed, kids? So, so yeah, <laughs> he's like, mm, if I can, I can put down, mm. then I can increase my bully for forty percent. <laughs> Exactly, because this was this is the first time it was like visible on stream that I actually had time to get it hung up and everything, and he was so mean. So. Look, Kiz, if you spent half the time you spent bullying people into increasing your DPS, you would be pulling 220k now. But all you do is being Kiz, being yourself. Don't be yourself. Don't be yourself. That's a See, the lesson you need to take from life is not to be yourself. God. It's to... <laughs> scared. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. But I just wanted to tease kids a bit. We did. We did manage to get them skinned. We cleared it. Oh, there you go. I was on a DPS, and I, I cleared it. I was surprised at the end. I didn't realize she was even in execute because nobody called it out. Kiz didn't think to tell me. I clearly wasn't looking. So I was just hitting my crystal frags proc. That was all I was focused on. And apparently, because I'm the crappy DPS of the group, my job was reses. The only issue is I main a healer and my secondary class, my secondary role is a tank, neither of which do reses. So some people be like, I'm dead. And like, try la la la, just DPS. <laughs> <laughs> This is your job, stupid. Go res her. I'm like, what? I'm supposed to do what now? You mean stand still with like my hand? No. No, this feels wrong. I don't like this. I have necro res, but I'm on a sork, so I don't. And it's frustrating. So, so all the was... pugs that I've run with that never res as DPSs, I wonder if that's how they do that. They just main tanks and healers and then just don't think about it. I legitimately didn't, it did not even cross my mind until like the third time it happened and somebody had to like legitimately tell me pixie go res. And then it was like, okay, I need to remember to res. And I had to like consciously tell myself that and it was difficult. And, but we cleared it and like we got into execute, nobody said anything. So I didn't realize we were in execute because I was just laser focused on whatever the hell kind of rotation I was trying to do. And so I didn't do the execute rotation, which is slightly different. And so I just continued doing what I was doing. And she died, so it was fine. But of course I didn't... Thank you. 
combat metrics and the logs and stuff show that I like lost horribly in the DPS race to Kiz. I mean, that's obvious, just... but... Yeah. I mean, I have good excuses. See? But... Now I'm conflicted because I let you go first and let Lotus to be the last because I assumed Lotus's tails would be the most nah, painful. She... But wow! Say, you... Yours yeah. were as painful and dark yeah, you... as I assume Lotus <laughs> is, is going to be. <laughs> Thankfully, we know Lotus played Arena. So Yeah, it's like... <laughs> So playing ESO with Kiz is on par <laughs> with playing Elder Scrolls Arena. Wow. I'm not sure if that's like the greatest compliment or the greatest insult that you can possibly throw at someone. It's just a fact. I mean, it's just the greatest fact. Yeah. I feel like that's accurate. I I feel like I died as many times as Lotus. Hold on. Man, I need to pull up Streamlabs and that would mess up my camera, but I think I died like 35 <laughs> times. Between 35 and 40. I know I died 40 times last night in Moongrave Fane, and I died between 35 and 40 times this time. So, you know. A rough time. I mean, you had... See, again, this all comes back to the... to the one simple problem that you had in the very beginning. You gave Kiz an option to choose. I was trying to be nice Basically. and just go along with what Lego said. Okay, second problem boss. that you ran into, you were trying to be nice to Kiz. See see how how see the core problem here? <laughs> now he's saying he's gonna leave Discord. <laughs> Don't leave Discord. Oh man, wait, how did we manage that? Can we do the same so he leaves DCN as well? <laughs> Run some dungeons with him and insult him. <laughs> Apparently that's what it takes. Kids, all oh, you gotta well. do. <laughs> I mean, Madigan agrees. Madigan says, I mean, I agree. I've played with kids. <laughs> and Madigan's as wholesome as it gets. Kids, what have you done? <laughs> you broke Maddie. <laughs> so, you made Maddie say a crossword, you monster. <laughs> there are two people who can break Madigan. Kiz and Celine and Larry <laughs> That was amazing. It was so incredible. Kiz is equals to Elder Scrolls Arena and Celine and Lair of Marcelloc, which feels right because Lair of Marcelloc hard mode did feel like Elder Scrolls Arena. Okay, <laughs> yeah. we are we are figuring things out now. Unraveling yeah, the universe. Celine's, Celine's the web is in Arena. See, see. Hmm. They were they were the spider mating dance. Kids, what was... are your thoughts on goats? I was gonna say so. Coins, Dagon, Kiz, UESP <laughs> translated Kiz. the coins, and Kiz is from UESP. Oh. We just we just cracked Strip. a new level to this puzzle. <laughs> Kiz. <laughs> now he's suddenly tanking, so he's joined your order of tanks that you guys have. The tank. Oh, good. Did you call it? Yep. He tanks on his healer, though, so don't get too It's fine. I mean, Look, I heal on my he tank, so I guess that yeah. works. All right, Lotus. Regale us with your <laughs> fun, wholesome, very sweet, all rainbows and unicorns tales. Okay. So my only... Well, whatever. There's a couple positive highlights to my 
gaming. Uh, I beat Markarth and the epilogue. Very good. You guys should finish it if you haven't already. Uh, very enjoyable. Um, and I actually wasn't sure that this was going... Actually, I was pretty much convinced that I wasn't going to do this. But, uh, man, I don't want to say that... I, I feel overpowered gets thrown around a little too easily in community. It's like, oh, this is OP, this is OP. It's like, well, is it OP or is it good? Like, something can be good without being literally overpowered. Um, so, the werewolf is OP. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when you gear it right, it's really OP. Because I went in and shredded uh, Vadashram Hollows on Vet on my tank. Just completely obliterated it i didn't die or use a sigil until the last fight um where the last fight does have a bit of an issue for me personally because the ads get in the way and block me getting to the uh the ring that's closing in on you you just need mm. to kill one of the specters that's not a problem i can i it's whatever um and none of the enemies can kill me. I can just, like, stand in all their garbage, <laughs> and I'll be fine. But the problem is the boss will dive, like, dive into the ground and rematerialize literally in the thing that I'm trying to kill so that it's, like, deflecting my hits on her. Oh. And then all the other enemies, like the adds, will push in front of me and literally break my line of sight with the object that I need to do. And it is a deletion mechanic. So you either do it or you die. Yeah. So that was actually, yeah. So that was actually the only thing that killed me in my first run of that. Um, but whatever, I, basically what I, I took a tip from uh, watching Rich Lambert, where I kind of just kited all of those dudes out right before I could tell it was coming so that they were behind me and then I would go to the other side and start teeing off on the thing and they would all just smash me in the back of the head and I would ignore all of them <laughs> while I would kill that thing it took me some tries to get get the hang of it or whatever but um, I did manage to uh, get the hang of it clear it and then I've since gone in and cleared it a couple other times I haven't managed to get the no death, but a little practice. And I just need to basically do that final area without screwing up. But I went through and did a sh shitload of the like achievements that are in there. Um, I really, so I'm not a big arena person. Uh, well, solo arena person. Mm -hmm. Vadashram is so much better than Maelstrom Arena. <laughs> just I'll all around the design. Go in there and try it. It's, it's basically think of a dungeon but for one person. It mm. doesn't feel like an arena. It literally feels like a dungeon for one person. Um, mm. So if they're going to do arenas like that, yes. I I kind of misjudged that. I didn't think it was going to be as enjoyable um, a as, it, as it was, especially because I'm not a DPS. So I don't know. I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, and because... I was like, I don't think I've gotten that much better. I mean, I've gotten better as a player over the years. But one thing that I've never done was go back into um, 
Vet Maelstrom Arena after my tragedy of beating it on a tank back How long in Morrowind. How taking you? Like 40 hours? It took hours? me 31 hours <laughs> to beat it on my tank. Um, and I was like, man, this werewolf seems really over the top. I wonder if it would work in uh, VMA. 57 minutes I beat VMA. What? Wow. <laughs> oh, it come is on. completely wow. broken. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yes. It, it, I, so the reason I went back in was I was like, okay, one, I'm a bad DPS. I'm not even, mm. I'm just not a good DPS. So I was like, well, I'll just go in on this thing because it does decent damage, but it is so durable and you have resources for days. I was like, I'm really durable. VMA isn't so much mechanics-y. Maybe I could get a Flawless Conqueror. I botched it by three deaths <laughs> uh, wow. on my second run. I was like, oh my god. So, and it was all at the same fight because I'm dumb. Um, and it's not even a difficult one of the arenas. It's the spider arena. Mm, yeah. I actually burnt the boss too fast with the werewolf that I forgot about the web mechanic where they, uh. they like cover the, the pylon so that you can ward off the little ones and she keeps enraging. And if you clear them all, uh, she takes a shock and it will drop her enrage meter. I was killing her so fast, she kept enraging, kept enraging, but I didn't have like, you know, 70k DPS or more where you can nuke her so fast she never hits you because you get right through the fight. I was in this weird intermediate where it's like, she's almost dead, almost dead, she's taking massive damage reduction, except I couldn't just completely wipe her out. And she was enraged so many times, she hit me for like 92,000 damage because she was just... It was pretty much like, why aren't you doing the mechanic? Like, you're going out of your way to do this wrong. Yeah. So I died <laughs> three times till I remembered that happened. And then once I cleared the things, I beat it and went on. And it was... When I always said I had to go up and down in the final fight in the Theater of Despair to break those crystals because I was a tank and I didn't do any damage. Still not being a good damage dealer, I now understand why other people are like that's not that big of a deal because i went up on my werewolf i clawed it i yelled at it and then i <laughs> did a heavy attack and it broke and i was like that's how you're supposed to wow this is much easier than the really <laughs> stupid sword and board that i was going with before but um so i might i'm still not a fan of vma it's just not really that much fun i kind of did it for the sake of I'm close enough with it, I think, with some practice, and if they don't get to the werewolf build that I'm using before <laughs> before I finish, I might be able to actually work at doing a Flawless Conqueror, um, which would be kind of neat, especially after my initial impression where my life was living hell for a month while I tried to beat that on a tank, and then I went through and I was like, that didn't even take me an hour, and I haven't run that place since Morrowind launch. So... Yeah, if you need a way to get through solo content, look up Alcast build and shout out to Alcast for this build. Mine's a little different, but it's basically this build. Look up his solo werewolf build. It is unreasonable. <laughs> I mean my my main Dragonite has werewolf maxed out, so might then, as well. 
So you, it's a couple easy sets. Uh, Briarheart, mm -hmm. Alessia, mm -hmm. um, Ring of the Pale Order. I have it. And a shoulder. Uh, Dama House was the one I used because it just gives you more stamina. Yeah. That's it. Just good to good to go. Gosh, you gosh. are a. You are so durable. You do about thirty to thirty-five. Well, okay. I do about 30 to 35 <laughs> DPS. I'm sure you can do a hell of a lot more with it if you don't suck. Um, but yeah, if you are stuck, but you just want to get your clear, I can't shout that build out enough. Uh, I I was along the lines of it, and then I was like, oh, wow, okay. I did not expect it to be <laughs> quite that powerful until I used it. So I am I am living proof of how to not be a DPS and chew through that stuff. But uh, yeah, so that was, that's my experience with all of that. And then I guess the only other ESO thing that is super worth mentioning as we are starting a new year and yet again, I will be doing extra life. I assume with both of you as the year goes on. Um, but right before the end of the year, I've, fulfilled my final requirement of running a 5k <laughs> while doing vet dungeons uh shout out to lego who was in pixie's tales as well lego um that grizz dude and also um ishi streams as they jumped on and were like yep let's let's do this so it <laughs> we did it on pc I was CP 200. I'm sort of geared. Um, and we just hit the random wheel of random vet dungeon, random vet dungeon, random vet dungeon, random vet dungeon, just until I finished was how we were going. Um, yeah, I believe actually Lego mentions, I, I started at 191 and I ended at like, 200 cp by the end or something um like right on the dot so um how much did you run like what what's the final distance you ran okay so we made it through four dungeons in the time it took me to run a 5k we completed three dungeons however <laughs> i we finished the third vet dungeon um and i was like well i've still got i think i still had a, a half a, a half a mile left on the thing and i was like well i still got a half a mile left we might as well do one more and we pulled city vash 2 because of course we did and i'm like <laughs> oh my god so we're going through and we make it to like the second boss and i finish the 5k at this point because city vash 2 is the longest thing ever and for and anyone I said, confused lotus yep. was literally on a treadmill running oh yeah this isn't wild tanking yeah. Yeah, I, I I hooked up the computer near the treadmill, so I was running on a treadmill while doing these vet dungeons. And um, I think, yeah, I don't know. We made it like a couple bosses in to City of Ash 2, and I was like, well, in the spirit of this, let's finish this dungeon, so I'll just run until this dungeon ends. And man, is that dungeon long because the 5k turned into a 4.7 mile 5k <laughs> so 
boy almost ran five miles instead of a 5k uh, but we killed it uh we we only wiped once the entire stream and it was just because we pulled as much stuff as possible um we got a bunch of speed runs we did not get any no deaths because <laughs> man multitasking between reading chat playing a game not breaking my foot on a treadmill by jamming it into the the, the like rotary belt and actually running is a lot to process and one of the deaths i literally was like well i'm going to die because i ran out of resources i had a potion available in hindsight and it didn't register like no i'm running and i need to read chat and i need to stay balanced and uh oh i'm out of resources so i guess i'm going to die and not <laughs> i could use a potion right now to stay alive but instead i just accepted my fate and died so yeah that was uh it, it was a fun experience it was pretty entertaining um man the only side effect i will say of doing that is if anybody decides to ever do anything stupid like that be very careful of how you run my posture was terrible trying to keep my balance i found out because my knees and ankles were destroyed like all week long from the angle i was running um but yeah i always so, assumed you would have your pc in front of you not down to the right below so, so you were running I, like looking down to your right off to the side so i couldn't get it high enough was the problem was there no like cabinets nightstands i don't know chairs the problem, so i used a cabinet to start with and then switched it to like a fold-up table the cabinet put the screen like right at the height of the screen of the treadmill so i was just totally effed you like there was no more things i don't know put books under the just stacking books just, yeah just stack something <laughs> To be fair, I didn't think it would screw with me that bad, but oof, yeah, posture <laughs> was rough. Um, but yeah, I thought so it was just a weird camera angle. Like I noticed you were kind of hunched over, but I was like, oh, it's just a camera. Nope. I mean, to be like fair, that. I was leaning into the thing so that I could keep my balance better because trying <laughs> to do that at the same time was very challenging. Yeah, as Lego um, says, he has learned for the next time of yeah. running tanky <laughs> while exactly. tanking dungeons for next year. <laughs> perfect um but yeah so huge shout out to all of you again for actually making me do that by crushing like literally every single one of those charity goals we set forward um and then the final thing that i did during our little seasonal break for saturalia and all that goodness and new life was um i played arena <laughs> I don't know. New Year's Day. So what the hell day is today? Is today the second? Uh, that was Friday. Friday. Yeah. So Friday, I uh, started the new year with an arena stream, and um, it was a disaster <laughs> to which I <laughs> I died so many times. <laughs> um. Several people apparently just put me on as like a soothing background swear track, apparently, because it was, I was just... one of them. I don't understand. I don't understand. So to anybody that's played Arena, yes, Arena is a very like it's a difficult game and I'm not looking, <laughs> but I'm doing it blind so that I don't know like ways of doing things. I love how optimistically you went to anybody that's played Arena. 
Yeah, look, I said there, <laughs> we make fun of the 12 people that use Stadia. The nine people who play Arena feel me on this. <laughs> um, shout out to TES Benefactor for being one of those people. <laughs> um, but Arena is just mean-spirited. <laughs> In a game that is, like, super pixelated, it... It runs like the frame rate can get so fast that you can't control the game. So I have to intentionally slow the frame rate because it over processes. But then for some reason it like tanks other times and the frame rate goes to total shit. The issue recently, and I don't remember this before, was I started walking into things and I would be trying to explore rooms and I would die. And I'm like, oh, what? I don't understand what what killed me. Oh, I guess I missed something. And I, I'd reload and I'd walk forward and I'd look around and there's nothing there. And then I'd die. And I'm like, OK, what is happening? Like, what is killing me? And then I started trying to like go little by little. And I wasn't dying because I was missing things. They just wouldn't spawn them. Oh, great. Until I was looking the other way. <laughs> and and then they would spawn like I would back into corners and things would materialize behind me. And I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, you were just spawning things out of my field of view so that I can't see the thing to defend myself against it, which is ridiculous. Um, so I died a lot. I was in Merkmire, um, or I guess Black Marsh, and it was Merkwood was where I had left off. Went into Merkwood, uh, bumbled around in Merkwood, beat Merkwood, mm -hmm. With the caveat of, I didn't remember paralyzed. <laughs> Gon just brought it up in chat. Paralyzed is the worst status effect. I thought getting cholera and the Black Death as diseases were just mm -hmm. garbage. Paralyzed never ends. It just oh, never fucking ends. I, I have no idea what the timer is on it. There, there were just there were clips taken of. They're a Medusas. They're, they're, I've made fun of the fact that they're, they're not Lamias yet. They're just straight up Medusas. <laughs> and basically, it's this snake lady with boobs. Like, it's just, <laughs> they wanted an excuse to detail boobs. Like, okay, what? You look like at the, the cover of Arena and you get it. Yeah, it's, it's major <laughs> boobage. It's, yeah. So there are just topless snake people coming around. And everything in Arena, pretty much, will fight you in hand-to-hand -hand combat. But God help you if you're not close enough to you because they all, for some reason, have ranged attacks, no matter how impractical it is. Um, and as I'm, like, going into rooms, if I can't get to the snakes fast enough, they shoot this essentially never-missing orb that hits me, and I'm immediately hit with a 100% chance of paralyzed. So I just stand there. And I'm like, Fantastic. okay, well... Yeah, so I don't have any anti-paralysis potions or potions of free action, I think it's called. So I'm like, well, I'll just I'll just wait it out. I'll just wait it out. Okay, a minute's gone by. How am I still paralyzed? <laughs> and I'm dead. So I needed to use invisibility potions to run past them just praying they don't see me because I had no chance of fighting them whatever i get through that place um there's some riddle doors and 
Bingo, bango. We we beat that place. We get the sixth, pl- uh, oh, seventh, seventh. Yeah, seventh staff piece. And I'm like, oh, okay. I got this. I felt pretty good. We guessed the riddles, both of them. Uh, Pixie, you got one. You got the first one. I guess I I we guessed the second one as well. Um, and the final piece is in Morrowind. And I'm like, great. I'm gonna go to Morrowind. <laughs> and it is in Dagathur. Does that sound like a place in Morrowind you've ever heard of? Because I hadn't. They shoved the staff piece <laughs> into Dagathur himself. Yes. So, Red Mountain in Arena is apparently called Dagathur. I wonder if there's like a lore. <laughs> Thing I, about I need that, to, or I haven't lo- back then I, so, in Elder Scrolls <laughs> Arena, they just decided it that way, and then they just forgot, and they, they so, were like, you know what? I so for the sake of staying blind, I haven't looked it up until I beat it, um, because I don't want to spoil. Like, oh, this right. is actually how you clear something. It's like ah, crap. So I'm waiting till I complete it, but then I want to like actually look into it. But yeah, Red Mountain, they just call it Dagathur in this game. So you have to go to Dagathur in Morrowind. <laughs> um, so I went to the Ebonheart Pact, which I got my directions, and I needed to go to the Black Gate, which I'm like, what is with the all Lord of the Rings soundy things? <laughs> but I was like, okay, whatever. I go to the Black Gate, and I need to get... Um, Oh shoot! I forget what the name of the items are, but basically there's this this hammer and anvil, right. and they're magic. And if you clang them together, it sings out the location of the entrance to Dagathur. Right. And I'm like, this sounds like Keening and Sunder before Keening and Sunder, and Dagathur is actually later changed into like. It feels like they had all the pieces of what the Morrowind lore is, but it's just kind of like, I don't know, Dagathur sounds pretty cool. We'll go with that. And uh, yeah, there's like a hammer thing and it does magic stuff. But um, so I went to the Black Gate in order to find the hammer. Mm -hmm. And my solution was I need to stop getting lost in these places. I'm just going to pick a direction and I'm going to go in that direction. And it didn't help at all. I just went west and I found I don't know 50 or 60 dead end rooms (laughs) filled to the brim with enemies or enemies that aren't spawning or things that are paralyzing me and I died I don't know 30 40 50 ish times um, in the course of three hours Um, and despite all of that and finding that the door to where I needed to go was behind a hidden wall on the other side of a pond or something. Um, I found the next floor of the place because, of course, there has to be more than one floor. No idea how many floors are in this Black Gate thing. They just seem to keep getting longer and longer and longer. But, um, yeah, in the course of, like, three, three and a half hours, I managed to get one of the staff pieces die a shitload and get hopelessly lost in uh the black gate so one piece left 
what one piece left <laughs> um i'm not in the dungeon that has the piece but it's one i piece hope the left. game has a whole new storyline lotus <laughs> it if this has like substantially more after i build the staff like i don't know what my approach to it will be <laughs> like my logical assumption is i get the eighth staff piece and then uh i don't know i go to the imperial city where jaegerbon tharn is who is just he takes way too much credit for my failures <laughs> because it's just his shitty lackeys who kill me over and over and over again who he, he sucks i don't like him and the only other thing that i'm mildly worried about because Magic plays a pretty enormous role. Um, if he's immune to physical damage for the final <laughs> fight, because this seems like something this game would do, I will snap. <laughs> because I will have no way to fight him. What's going to happen is that same type of crash that you had where the screen <laughs> went all kinds of crazy colors, and you're trying yep. to reload the game just like normal, and all your saves are corrupted. You just start all over. <laughs> yeah 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 great great <laughs> that's the day that's great. that's the day we'll see lotus just laying on his back with like boots does <laughs> just just spaced out you know just done nope. just all done but yeah so um for anybody who is live i'm hoping tomorrow um to play again i, I don't i don't know because i've lost control of my life um, but once I get out of the black gate, I'm close enough to the end of the game where I've had enough of this crap. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spell, spend the fortune that I've amassed through my hours of failing throughout this game, but also being a pinch penny and keeping all my money. And I'm going to buy like a thousand health potions until my character's <laughs> knees break under the weight and a whole bunch of, I can't be, uh, frozen in place things uh these are clearly the official names and then i don't know a whole bunch of other garbage that will prevent me from getting horrible diseases like cholera and i am just every time you sleep in this game you get health back until monsters spawn and they're just non-stop so i'm just gonna stop sleeping in game ever i'm just <laughs> never gonna sleep i'm just gonna live off drinking crappy health potions <laughs> And then there'll be less enemies, is my theory. So that's that's my approach. And, uh, yep, I'm determined to beat this thing. And hopefully the time is soon. <laughs> I mean, as you mentioned, never sleeping in the game. We are slowly losing Pixie to sleep. Oh, she's because so it's sorry. fine. Yeah. It's, uh, he, I mean, I well, it is 2 a.m. It, <laughs> yeah, it is time. 2 a.m. So Pixie has been streaming before the show. Yep. And we've been live just for tales for like over three hours now so she's been she's been live for yeah. like five six hours i think i yeah, keep so thinking i'm dreaming of lotus playing arena <laughs> <laughs> lotus talking about arena and i'm actually supposed to be doing a podcast but i literally she's... fell asleep a couple times there briefly you are at it's... the point where i dreamed Drones over Cyrodiil, drones. like mi yep. micro sleep and micro dreamed drones over yep. Cyrodiil. So, you the yeah. See, you were getting the care packages early. It all circles go. back. There we go. Like, yep. The the problem is like 
So other than streaming, I've been unpacking and doing all of the stuff for the house, and I feel like I'm still getting caught up on all that sleep that I missed whenever I moved. <laughs> because first night in the house, we didn't have any of the furniture moved in, but I needed to be here so early the next morning for like appliance install. So I was like, I'm just gonna have to sleep on the floor here because there's no way I can make it that far in that short a time. I'm not getting up at 4 a.m. to make it out here. So I was like, I'm just gonna sleep on the floor. I'll just make a pallet, it's fine. <laughs> Only I forgot the pillows and blankets. So I just like legit slept on the floor. And it was that's cold. uh That's rough. <laughs> And I tried to use Baker's clothes as pillows and blankets because he remembered his clothes. I forgot everything important and he thought that I remembered it. So and then I was like, okay, I will use him as a pillow. But whenever Baker is sleep deprived and stressed out, he sleepwalks, woke up in a gentle headlock because he was confused <laughs> as to what was going on. And he kept like the only part of me that was actually really cold was my feet. So I had one of his hoodies draped over my feet, but he kept taking it off and like <laughs> holding it up like he was confused as to what it was and putting it on his <laughs> Amazing. What was going on? So I kept having to like wrestle it back from him. Once the headlock thing happened, it just moved to the other side of the room because I realized like he was very confused. I had no idea who it was. I'd wake up to like pat down because he didn't know who I was and was trying to figure <laughs> it out, but it was dark. <laughs> It was it was a nightmare. I was up at 3 a.m. I was like, who is up at 3 a.m.? I was like, Kiz is up at 3 a.m. Well, yeah, Kiz is a robot. <laughs> We've gone over this. Right. So I, I messaged Kiz. He's like, what the hell are you do still doing awake? I was like, I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was, I'm so tired. <laughs> I mean, I would have felt bad and tried to keep this a short episode, but we know that never happens, so... No. Yeah. No, there's not... Hopefully, there's hopefully no after this, you'll get to sleep in tomorrow. I hope. I don't no, know I have if... a family day planned tomorrow. Perfect. It's okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, we only have, like, an, another hour of things to talk about, I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now we unveil... Our special topic of <laughs> translating the Mysterium Xarxes. <laughs> so, that's going to be a weird dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dagon, no. <laughs> Not Tomriel. No, Not Sean Bean. So many shoulders. <laughs> but I, I just, I, I, it was micro sleeps and it was not... Like, I, I'm just tired. It wasn't that I wasn't listening. I heard every word of what you said. It's just my eyes physically would not stay open. Oh, I know that. I know. I, the the yeah. micro-sleeping is oh. such a strange thing. Like, you, you are aware of everything, but dreaming at the same time type of weird something. Yeah. Also, the chat yeah. has been discussing um, whether the show has been three hours. or No, the show has been a large two hours. All of our episodes, <laughs> we discussed this in the pre-show, all of our episodes are two hours. Some are just small two hours, some are just large two hours. Um, so, please. I know how yeah. long the show is, okay? It's not three hours. I... Come on. All of our shows We're are just two hours. And everything is very, very scheduled here, obviously, at DCS. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, heavily scripted. <laughs> heavily scripted. We typed down everything before the show. I prepared mm -hmm. for days. Like, uh, it's, it's yep. very prepared. 
Nothing totally. is left to chance. Nothing is nothing no. is um, spontaneous or or like on the fly. So no. yeah, it's I totally to don't have the tales from like four weeks ago still written in the show notes or anything. Exactly. No, absolutely not. Nope. Yeah, I mean it's my show notes. My tales still said I am dead from that episode <laughs> I missed that you <laughs> typed in. And I was like, wait, I'm not... It's like a month I'm ago. I'm not skipping this episode, right? Am I? Was I scheduled to take tonight off? <laughs> Did I My tell dad? everyone that I, was I wasn't going to be able to make it and go play Tarkov? Is I was that say, am I actually dead? Ag actually did recommend it. Ag was like, tell everyone that you're not going to make it and come play Tarkov. So <laughs> Just, I'm going to snitch on Ag. Um, <laughs> Ag is the one who put that there. Uh, but yeah, okay, so we are going to do a fast outro so Pixie can go sleep. So Lotus, where can people find you? Um, I am Lotus of Doom on Twitter and Twitch and Discord and pretty much in-game. If, if you see Lotus of Doom and it's I have an account there, that's most likely me or some type of shady imposter, I guess. Could be in... <laughs> Something I don't have. But yeah, you see Lotus of Doom, it's most likely me. Um, Pixie. In about five minutes, you'll be able to find me asleep in my bed. But you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at HyperPixieGames and on Twitch at HyperPixieGaming. There you go. And you can find me anywhere that is Arkanir. That is A-R-K-H-A-N-I-I-R. -I -I it's a made-up name, so if you see it, it should be me. And you can follow everything we do over at DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, including Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. Not, well, Facebook, but it's not active. And a whole bunch of Twitter accounts and everything else. Definitely check out our YouTube, as mentioned earlier in the episode. We now have proper videos there, not just podcasts, but um, edited, curated videos. And first one is up and you watching and liking would be helpful. Be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork if you want to help support the show and help keep the metaphorical torches lit. You can also leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you listen to us on iTunes, and we will read it on the show, and it will help people know that we are a real podcast, that we say real words, we derail all the time, but sometimes it still matters. Thank you all so very much for joining on this episode of Tales of Tamriel, and we will see you all next week. Have a great night, everyone. Bye, everybody. See you later. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel, and the heart was heard to shout, Red Diamond, Red Diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red Diamond, Red Diamond, protect us till the The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on seer it fell. And like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong. The 
and wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone to Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end.